takes it all the way for the touchdown. Led by a future Badger. I'm very excited. He is brilliant. What an absolute javelin toss. He's going to throw a jump pass and complete it for the two-point conversion to Hawk. I mean, we can see a lot of offense. Put the exclamation point at it. At the buzzer. At the buzzer. Wow. It's gone. Oh, my goodness. Do your best. Thank you so much for all you guys do for high school sports. Guys, I got goosebumps. It's all anybody can ask for. The biggest games, the most compelling stories, the area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin and Wisconsin On Demand. Camp Randall Stadium. It is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania here on ESPN Wisconsin. I'm Gabe Neitzel along with Mike Boodle. It all started back on August 1st. Helmets, shoulder pads, everything handed out and it all culminates right here in Madison. The final high school football game of 2023 and it features an undefeated team, the champions of the Southeastern Conference in Franklin and an upstart team, a team that hasn't been here since 2009, finished second in the Greater Metro Conference, and they defeated the defending champion Kimberly last week, the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers. Along with Mike Padol, I am Gabe Neitzel. Should be a fun one here tonight, Mike. And, and these are two teams that, when you look at it, it's easy to see the eye-popping numbers from the offensive side. But these are two teams that want to get it done defensively and have really tenacious physical defenses when the marquette university high school hilltoppers looks in the mirror they kind of see the franklin sabers you know and vice versa these are two teams cut from the same cloth they hang their hats on being physical on strength and conditioning so they're powerful they want explosiveness out of the skill positions and they're both tough mentally they're also both loaded with seniors. And why is that important, Gabe Neitzel? And high school football and any high school sport, seniors matter. Seniors matter. Uh, they, they are, in the case of Franklin, they've had uh, six to eight players that were actually on that state title team two years ago when the Sabres raised the gold ball here in Camp Randall. And... Uh, you know, 28 seniors on Franklin, 28 seniors for the Marquette Hilltoppers. And, and then offensively, when you break it down, when you start going, you know, deeper into the layers of the onion, you start seeing that both teams are balanced with the run and pass. They get it done a little bit differently, but still you look at the passing yards and the passing touchdowns versus the rushing yards and the rushing touchdowns, very, very complimentary towards one another balance-wise. The Sabres haven't faced a lot of adversity this year, and when you're an undefeated team, rarely do you do that. Their closest game earlier this year. In fact, the opening game of the year against Catholic Memorial, a game that they ended up winning 31-24. That was their closest game all season. After that, their next closest game, the regular season finale, they won by 21 points, 41-20 over Kenosha Bradford. Meanwhile, Marquette's had a little bit of adversity early, lost a tight nail-biter against a traditional power in Arrowhead, and then in a huge conference game against Sussex Hamilton, a team that Franklin beat on their road to Camp Randall Stadium, Marquette got knocked around 
50 to 21 was the final there. But ever since that moment, Keith Plastinski has this squad playing excellent football as they bounced back to have wins of 70 nothing. 47 nothing, 33 nothing to close out the regular season and now are on a seven game winning streak coming into this division championship game. Eight of their eight of Marquette's first nine games were shutouts. Un- unbelievable. And, and uh uh excuse me, two because they lost to Sussex Hamilton, mm-hmm. but they had had eight of their first nine ten games were shutouts and they they are really a team that is when you look at coach you know you, you, you accidentally pointed out something there mike they didn't win a game when they gave up points in the regular season <laughs> <laughs> they finished 7 and 2 in the regular season all seven wins were shutouts the other ones they lost 21-14 and 50-21 in that opening game against arrowhead they had the ball and were marching in front on the 4 yard line and they had a shotgun snap that went Go over awry. the quarterbacks head and so they were marching in to tie that game against Heartland Arrowhead way back in week one on August 18th but you know you look at coach Keith Klistinski the head coach of the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers and he's been their head coach four years ago well what happened four years ago COVID so he took over a team on, on uh uh from Jeff Masurchak he took over kind of a sudden departure at Marquette uh, he went over to Catholic Memorial as defensive coordinator, but he he since uh, he took over in like July, and then COVID happened, and, and so then from there on he took over this team, and, and my hat is off to Coach K because he what he did was he built the culture of the Marquette Hilltoppers in the weight room, and you look at the first two years he was five and seven in twenty twenty one. Six and five in 2022, and now 11 and two, and in the championship game here. It's been a progression, and, and he's here four years. This is his fourth year. Uh, he's loaded with seniors who all they know is Coach Klistinski. And a lot of those seniors were playing on you know that team a couple of years ago as sophomores and have been able to grow to get to this point. Meanwhile, for the Franklin Sabres, Lewis Brown, a legend in his own right with a number of state championships under his belt. This is 13th year at Franklin where he has amassed a 130 and 22 record. When you're coaching for 13 years, Mike, and you're averaging 10 victories a season, you only play nine in the regular season, so you know you're doing something right with Lewis Brown. It, it, it's gaudy. Since the COVID shutdown, 2021, 2022, and this season, the Franklin Sabres are 35-3 and with a state championship going for a second state championship. His program is absolutely ferocious. They, they do it offensively and defensively. Fans who, who know high school football, you go back a long time, you know that the Franklin Sabres were kind of the first team to run shotgun spread, no huddle offense. They were doing it before it was cool. And, uh, and it's funny because Lewis Brown hangs his hat on being a defensive guy. And so what you see out of the Sabres today is very much a reflection out of him. He's aggressive. He has linebackers that are unbelievable. Maybe the four best linebackers I've ever seen on one team. Uh, They go sideline to sideline like Lions. And, uh, or Sabres, should I say. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and, uh, it's really, they are a team that, that, uh, they're fun to watch. They're offensively powerful with run to pass. And then... 
what we saw in the state title game two years ago is that Franklin scored a touchdown, went on a touchdown drive against Sun Prairie East. They scored a touchdown, and out of nowhere, they onside kicked it and got another possession and scored another touchdown. Totally put the game away out of nowhere. He's very aggressive, and this should just be an excellent matchup. Yeah, it really should be, and not surprising when you have two teams that make it to the state championship game. But for Marquette, they have 16 players on their roster who are first or second team all-conference in the greater Metro. For Franklin, 19 players were first or second team in the Southeastern Conference. So just an absolute plethora of talent across the board. This Marquette team, again, comes in with two losses, but they are red hot. Winners of their last seven in a row. The Franklin Sabres undefeated with their closest game coming all the way back in week one, which was a seven-point victory for the Sabres against Catholic Memorial as the teams are being introduced here at Barry Alvarez Field. This is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania and the WIAA State Football Championships. For nearly 50 years, Zimbraconda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles and the trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a new or used Honda, visit Zimbraconda just off the Beltline in Madison or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. All comes down to this for these two teams. The final game of the high school football season in 2023 in the state of Wisconsin. The undefeated Franklin Sabres out of the Southeastern Conference. The second place finisher out of the Greater Metro Conference, uh, uh, Marquette University High School. We'll have it after the national anthem. Kickoff is coming up next. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin. This is the WIAA Division I State Championship Game on ESPN Wisconsin and the ESPN app. As we get ready for the state championship game, you know how important it is to have a game plan in place. The same goes for managing your wealth. Canopy Wealth Management has a balanced approach to help guide you through a complex and ever-changing landscape. Canopy serves as a partner, advocate, and steward to help you achieve your goals with confidence. They believe that values matter and strengthen the community. When you work with Canopy, care, competence, and clarity isn't a tagline. It's a promise. Go to Canopy-Wealth.com to get started today. Gabe Nigel, Mike Padol, just about ready for the start of this Division I state championship game at Camp Randall Stadium featuring the undefeated Franklin Sabres, champions of the Southeastern Conference, and the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers finished second in the greater Metro, but they've won their last seven games in a row, including last week in level four, a 14-7 victory over Kimberly, the defending Division I state champs, to earn their right here in Madison. You know, the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers kind of uh, exercise some demons along this run that they've made to Madison here. Uh, we, they've, been, they've been knocked out of the playoffs by Kimberly a couple of times and by Bayport, really good Bayport programs. And they beat both those teams on the way to Camp Randall here. And... Uh, you look at these teams as we're about to get ready to kick off, 
even the kickers on both squads. Tough to find weaknesses. Franklin has an all-conference kicker, and Marquette, the Hilltoppers, have maybe the best kicker in the country. Yeah, not just the state, potentially the country. Eric Schmidt, just a junior, but expecting him to boot this one into the end zone to start tonight's game. For Marquette, this is the first time they've been in the state championship game since 2009 with legendary coach Dick Basham was still at the helm of the Hilltoppers. In the whistle. The private school association. Eric Schmidt ready to kick things away. Left hand is in the air. Wants to boot it back to the Franklin Sabres. Jacques Brook back to receive the kick. The boot by Schmidt. High end over end kick is going to land well into the end zone. And the ball will come out to the 20 yard line. Despite being caught by Robert Beglinger. Ball has to come out to the 20 yard line. Anytime it crosses that end line on a kickoff in high school, you don't have the opportunity to bring it out. It's an automatic touchback. So when you have maybe the best kicker in the country, like Marquette does have, who can consistently boot it deep into the end zone, that's a really a weapon at the high school level, especially with Marquette's defense, because your opponent has to go 80 yards. Terrence Shelton going to Buffalo next year, the senior running back, 1,638 yards, 28 touchdowns for the Sabres. Their quarterback, Jogi Calais, working out of the shotgun. Now Shelton goes in motion, more of a pistol directly behind. Give Shelton up the middle, trying to pick his way. Just gets across the 20 and is barreled down across the left hash mark at the 23-yard line, leading the charge defensively for Marquette. Their leading tackler, Nate Schramm, the senior linebacker. Yeah, both teams hang their hat on the interior of the offensive line. Unstoppable force versus the immovable object. Schramm this year, 101 tackles, got a couple of sacks as well. Three down linemen on the second and seven play, rolling to his right. Calais pumps, pumps again, now fires one toward the right sideline, completes it out near the 30-yard line, being roped down there at the 29, just shy of the first down to go. Marker is Andrew Human, his 18th catch of the season, and it's going to be third and one for the Sabres. Calais, the junior quarterback who the Sabres are really high on. He's very talented, Let you know, led them to this under- defeated season so far he he really did a nice job of reading his options he triple pump fake that one and then went to the safe outlet 2237 passing yards 21 tds five picks for calais this season out of the pistol formation human in motion from right to left turns hands off to shelton in the backfield he's hit and dropped he did not get to the line to gain the tackle is made by tate kowalik the senior he is shy by about a half yard, and it's going to be a three and out for Franklin. Wow, Josh Knacker, the linebacker for Marquette, the senior, six foot 190, crashing the line of scrimmage to help polish the ball carrier off. And Franklin Sabres are punting after a three and out. Cooper Miller to punt it away, back to receive the punt. The dangerous Murphy Monreal, 13.1 yards per punt return this year. He has taken one back to the house as well. On fourth and one, wait for the snap to Miller. It's a good snap. Miller handles it. Right boot into it. Low line drive kick, but it's spiraling. Monreal going to catch it at his own 30. Along the right hash mark goes up the right sideline at the 35. He's caught from behind trying to set up some blockers as he got to the 39. Tackle was made by Christian Berg, a senior defensive back, and it's good starting field position for the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers at their own 39. You know, interesting to see the body language and composure 
of these two teams to start this game. The Hilltoppers of Marquette, very fired up, very emotional looking. Franklin, very robotic, very we've been here before kind of looks in their body language. Peter McDevitt, the fourth McDevitt to quarterback at Marquette. His dad and two brothers also playing QB for the Hilltoppers. Working out of the shotgun with his leading rusher, Tommy Novotny, to his left. Man in orbit motion going from right to left. Hand of Novotny up the middle, across the 40, spun down, thrown forward out near the 43-yard line. Tackle was made by Emmanuel Joseph. He was the outside linebacker of the year in the Southeastern Conference. Gain of four yards on the play for Novotny, who has nearly 1,400 yards and 26 rushing touchdowns this year. Marquette going up tempo. Slot left, single receiver right for McDevitt, working out of that shotgun. Three down linemen for the Sabres as McDevitt claps his hands to take the snap. Back to throw, looking left, fires left, catches made. Going down to make the reception is Peyton Roby Brown. Two knees down as he caught it at the 46 on the left hash mark, shy of the first down by about three yards, third and three upcoming for the Hilltoppers. We've talked about this Franklin defense, the linebacking core. Uh, three made the all-conference first team in the SEC, and the other one's just as good. Slot to the right, that's the wide side of the field, and third and three from their own 46-yard line. McDevitt out of the gun, takes the snap, hands off Novotny up the middle, tripped as he got past the line of scrimmage, but able to keep his feet and dive forward to the 50-yard line. Gained four when he needed three, and it's a fresh set of downs for the Hilltoppers with 8.51 to go in the opening quarter. Hilltoppers run into the left side of their line behind the tackle, Jack Hart and the left guard, Gabriel Miller. Hart Division I talent has yet to decide where he is going, although did have some visits to Columbia. Not necessarily a football school, but not a bad school if he can get in. I know that's, uh, that was your backup I didn't have school. that option. I was about to say, that wasn't your safety school. McDavid rolling to his right. High throw, trying to get it to Thad Hoffman on the right sideline, throwing on the run. Throw sails into the Sabres bench. Incomplete pass brings up second and 10 from the midfield marker. 8.27 to go in the opening quarter. No score in this Division I state championship game between Franklin and Marquette. Both of these teams have jumped on their opponents early. More on that after this snap. McDevitt working out of the gun. Novotny to his right. Two receivers and the tight end on the right side of the field. That's the wide side. Ball on the left. Hash mark at midfield. Now Novotny goes in motion out to the left. McDevitt back to throw. Looking. Firing to the right again. This one's completed and immediately getting dropped at the... 46-yard line is Peyton Roby Brown, his second catch of the drive. Good coverage on the play by Franklin, and it's third and six. Peyton Roby Brown did a nice job Look, watching that ball in. He knew he was going to get stuck, and he took a smack. Will Grafen, second team all-conference linebacker on that tackle. Third down, six yards to go. Novotny in motion out to the left as McDevitt takes the snap. Blitz is picked up now under pressure, and going down is oh, McDevitt. My. The sack made by the defensive lineman of the year in the Southeastern Conference. Jace Miller sacked him back at the 44 of Marquette, and the punt unit is out for the Hilltoppers. Jace Miller came from the weak side that time, bull rushed the guy blocking him, and got the sack. So you think about three all-conference linebackers for Franklin topped off by the defensive player of the year on the defensive line. That's a pretty good combo, Gabe Neitzel. Ty Davis back to receive the punt of Eric Schmidt, so he handles the punting duties as well as the kicking duties for Marquette. Snap is a good one, and here comes the punt, says it's a high spiraling kick toward the far sideline. Fair catch is signal for and made at the 15-yard line by Ty Davis. So Marquette utilizes a shield punt formation, which has three 
up personal protectors in front of the punter. And that time a Franklin defender came to block the punt, leaped high in the air, and flipped head over tea kettle uh, 360-wise over the shield and landed on his keister. No score. 7.07 to go in the opening quarter between Franklin and Marquette in this Division I state championship game. This is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin. This is the WIAA Division I state championship game on ESPN Wisconsin and the ESPN app. For centuries. Why? Research shows that real milk builds pregame muscle and low fat chocolate milk restores postgame muscle for the athletes, like few other beverages. That's why pro football players know they're going to need milk to fuel their performance. Learn their inspiring stories at gonna-need-milk.com. It's brought to you by the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, Gabe Neitzel and Mike Padol, high above Barry Alvarez Field at Camp Randall Stadium, the final high school game of 2023 here in the state of Wisconsin. And we knew these two teams' defenses were going to come to play. And on the first two possessions of the game, Mike, we saw that from Marquette and Franklin. If you want a gold ball when before you leave here today, you're going to have to bring a hard hat and a lunch pail because these are two hard-hitting teams. And the defensives both make a statement coming out of the gate here a three and out for marquette and then a, a a nice defensive stand by the franklin sabers there including a big sack tough sledding for both these running backs tommy devotney nearly 1400 yards rushing on the season terrence shelton over 1600 yards this year did not have more than a four-yard rush between them on their team's opening possessions. Shelton working out of a pistol formation as Kelly takes and hands it off, trying to go off the right side, somehow sliding through oh and then my. being turned away is Shelton. Good defensive pressure up front from Marquette as the tackle was made by Cole Fisher, a second-team all-conference defensive lineman. Loss of two back to the 13. Cole Fisher gets himself a TFL, a tackle for loss in the first quarter of the Division I state championship game. Ball on the right hash mark from their own 13. Joey Calais working out of the pistol formation. Slot to the left. Wide receiver on that side, Jacques Brook, who has over 800 yards receiving this season. Calais on second and 12. Sends a man in motion from left to right. Now takes. Back to throw. Three-man rush all sorts of time. Fires over the middle. Has Brooks at the 30-yard line. Across the right hash mark as he's grabbed and roped down at the 34. Found a soft spot in the zone. Calais found his favorite receiver. And it's the first first down of the game for the Sabres. Calais tossing a dime that time over the middle to the receiver on the crossing route. Franklin going up tempo here. They're getting ready to snap. Gain of 21 on the play. First and 10 for Calais. Two receivers tight to the formation on the wide side of the field. That's Calais left. Takes. Here's the handoff. Shelton trying to stretch outside left. He's cut off there and brought down as he falls forward across the 35 to the 36. Nice open field tackle there made by Murphy Monreal, the all-conference safety. You know, these two teams, you can tell they're well-prepared and well-scouted for each other. Gain of a couple on the play. It's going to be second down and eight yards to go. Two receivers are to the right of the formation. Single receiver in Jacques Brooks to the left. He is tight to the line as well. Traditional shotgun for Calais. 
going from his right to his left is Shelton. Play action, back to throw. Blitz is on, they flip it out to the right flat. There's Shelton. Tries to make a man miss with now, throws a stiff arm across the 40, and he's bottled up and brought down across the 42, near the 43. Going to be about a yard shy of the first down. Good job flowing to the football after initially it looked like there was a lot of green turf in front of Shelton. Good job by the Marquette defense. Really well defended that time. A little screen play, screen pass to the backside and all the Hilltopper defenders stayed home. Going to call it third and one. It's a long one from the 43. You need to get to the 44. Calais working out of the gun. Quick throw out to the right side. Think somebody got a hand on it as it's going to sail wide of the mark for an incomplete pass. There was quick pressure on the offense's right side. I don't know if Mitchell Nigro, the captain, ended up getting a hand on it or not. Either way, it's an incomplete pass. And for the second time here in the first quarter, the Sabres punted it away with 4.50 to play in the first. Mitchell Nigro, linebacker, only a junior, six foot two, 220, like a prototype linebacker at the high school level. Monreal back to return the punts. Had a nine-yard return his first time around. Averaged 13 yards per return this season. Looks like Marquette maybe want to come with a little pressure after this punt of Miller. Here's the snap a little bit high, a little bit of pressure, but he still gets away. Low line drive kick. Monreal comes up, thought about fielding it on a hop, now backs away as it takes a saber hop all the way down to the 21 of the Hilltoppers. Really Good punt nice. there under pressure from Miller. Really nice job by the Marquette University High School Hilltopper defense as Franklin hasn't even gotten past the 45-yard line yet. Still no score. 4.38 to play in the first quarter in this Division I state championship game between Marquette and Franklin. You're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation, Prep Mania, on ESPN Wisconsin and Wisconsin On Demand. This is the WIAA Division I state championship game on ESPN Wisconsin and the ESPN by UW Credit Union for over 90 years. UW Credit Union has helped Wisconsinites achieve their financial goals at every single stage of life, offering great rates for greater possibilities. Join today, uwcu.org. UW Credit Union is proud to support student-athletes around the area and across the state. And listen to ESPN Madison. Follow along on social media every week to hear the featured UW Credit Union student-athletes of the week. 4.38 to play in the opening quarter of the Division I State Championship game at Camp Randall Stadium. Gabe Neitzel, Mike Padol, Marquette and Franklin. Two high-powered offenses scoreless so far. Franklin averages 40 points a game. The Marquette University High School Hilltoppers average 38 points per game. Yet if you knew how these teams were built, you knew we could see a low-scoring slugfest here in the D1 State Championship. McDevitt working out of the gun for Marquette from his own 21, first and 10 off the punt. Tommy Novotny to his right. McDevitt fakes the clap. Now he claps and takes the snap. Here's the handoff. Novotny off left guard. Just puts his head down trying to fight his way forward out near the 25. Tough four yards on the ground for Tommy Novotny as he is brought down by Will Grafen. Gain of four and it's second and six. Marquette's electing to go up tempo. 
They quickly get to the line of scrimmage. Two tight ends, one on either side of the line. Same with the wide receivers. Ball just inside the left hash mark from their own 25 on second and six. McDevitt takes the snap. Quick throw out to the right side. That Hoffman made a man miss with the catch. Makes another man miss. Still alive across the 35. Now he's sandwiched as he hit the 37. Falls forward to the 39 along the numbers. Big gain of 14 yards for Thad Hoffman, who had some fancy moves to go along with it. That's a first down for the Hilltoppers. He's a fad man, Gabe Neitzel. Lined up one-on-one to the wide side of the field. Fat Hoffman went to work. 40th catch of the season for Hoffman, who had 519 yards and a touchdown. And one of the two touchdowns last week in the win over Kimberly for Marquette, who goes empty gun. Three to the left. That's the wide side of the field. Looks like some pressure could be coming. Here's the snap. Pressure comes through. Set up a wide receiver screen. Pass is complete across the 40 on the left side. Out to the 44, Cam Russell, who has a preferred walk-on offer to play here in Madison for the Badgers, ends up gaining, going to give him six yards out to the 45, and it's second and four. We'll talk a little bit more about Cam Russell and Fat Hoffman as a duo after this play. Hoffman is up on the right side. To the left side is Cam Russell. McDevitt out of the gun with Novotny to his right. Two tight ends to the left of the formation. They're going to run right up the middle. Hoffman has a first down and more across the midfield. Marker tripped up in Sabre territory at the 45 by Cooper Camley. And the biggest run of the game for a first down there for Tommy Novotny as he gained 11. Left side of the Hilltopper line pinning everyone to the inside. And they go up-tempo. Don't give the Sabres a chance to substitute. McDevitt out of the gun. Novotny to his right. Takes the snap play action. Back to throw. Double move. Cam Russell. Got him. Open down the left sideline. Makes the catch at the 15. The 10-5. Touchdown. Cam Russell. And the Hilltoppers strike first with 2.44 to go in the first. It's 6-0 Marquette. Straight go roll right down the sideline. Perfect toss by Peter McDevitt. Cam Russell watches it come into his soft hands as he scores and says put six on my stats here in the state championship game 44 yards on the touchdown toss McDevitt to Russell his eighth excuse me ninth touchdown of the season for McDevitt it's his 17th touchdown pass of the season what a pass and what a play I mean he just says flat go route there Gabe Neitzel. PAT by Schmidt is up and it is good. 7-0 Marquette as they lead Franklin with 2.44 to go in the first. This WIAA State Championship on ESPN Wisconsin brought to you by Stoughton Trailers. Since 1962, Stoughton Trailers has been a family owned and operated business with competitive wages and excellent benefits plus growth and advancement opportunities. Stoughton Trailers is an exciting place to grow your career. Go to stojobs.com to apply today. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunity. And on behalf of the Stoughton Trailers, best of luck to all the participants in this state championship game. Mike, we were on hand. We saw Catholic Memorial put up the most points against the Sabre defense this year, 24. They also had a defensive touchdown help them out. However, a lot of big plays through the air is how uh, Catholic Memorial had some success, and that's what we see there on a 44-yard touchdown. Yeah, on that touchdown strike, we saw one-on-one coverage. A little miscommunication. I don't know if he thought he had safety help over the top, but the perfect throw right into uh, uh, Cam Russell was making the diamond with his fingers and right into the basket. Kick goes into the end zone. This one only about a yard deep, so I guess Schmidt probably just mishit it a little bit. 
I mean, he's been kicking balls into the end zone for the last three years since he was a freshman. A- absolutely. One of the top-rated kickers in the country in the top three. I think he's the number two punter and the number one, <laughs> uh, number three kicker in the country. And, and I'm telling you, Gabe, it can't be overstated the weapon that that is for the Hilltoppers and how they've used it to their advantage this year. When you have a kicker who gets it into the end zone every single time and your opponent has to go 80 yards on that defense, it's a good formula for success. Initially, they placed the ball on the left hash mark. Now the Sabres decide they want to center it. They'll put it between the hash mark, slot right, single receiver left out of the pistol formation. Joey Kelly sees if he can respond. Bring Jacques Brooks in motion, now working slot on the right side. Play action, Calais whirling out to his right. Fires, finds Brooks on an out route at the 32-yard line, and he's escorted out of bounds by Murphy Monreal at the 33, gain of 13. And just like that, it's a first down for the Sabres with 2.38 to go in the first. I talked about body language earlier in the game, and when I say Franklin doesn't looks very robotic, that isn't a negative. They, are, are, they don't look rattled at all by this start. They just roll up their sleeves and get back to work. Brooks working by himself against press coverage on the right side. First and 10 from the 33. Rolling out to his left this time is Calais. Looking, looking, goes deep up the left sideline. Human double covered. Not going to come away with this one. Trying to reach up his arms and come away with an interception was Nick Womack, but the ball falls harmlessly to the turf out of bounds. Incomplete pass brings up second and 10 for the Sabres. I mean, excellent coverage. Excellent job that Marquette is doing of wedding, wedding their front with their coverage in the back sometimes how you match those up and how you wed those two together makes a big difference that time it was a perfect combo and ryan tomlinson also on that coverage for marquette three receivers right single receiver left Calais working out of the gun on second and ten takes the snap three-man rush quick throw finds human across the 40 tripped up Reached out, did he get the first down? Depends upon the spot, and they're going to give it to him at the 44. Needed to get to the 43. Gain of 11 by Andrew Human on his 19th catch of the season. Clock will stop as he got out of bounds with 2.27 to play in the first quarter. Marquette on top, but Franklin on the move here on the first. We talk about all plays are cumulative. Now we've seen two plays to the perimeter, to the sideline, trying to spread that middle, that eight-man box, out a little bit for Marquette. Just seven in the box with four wide receivers out there as Calais takes back to throw again. Just a three-man rush. There's plenty of time. Flushed out to his left. Now goes deep down the left sideline. Whoa, did he make the catch? Hauling it in. Did he keep a foot in bounds? The official is going to say it's a catch. A spinning back shoulder catch by Wade Miser back down at the 21. Unbelievable play. And Franklin knocking on the door of the red zone. Abracadabra, Wade Miser. How did he catch that, Gabe Neitzel? It was just kind of a desperation play. He somehow caught it, kept the left foot in bounds, quickly to the line. Here's the handoff to Shelton. Up the middle, inside the 20, down to the 15, falls forward to the 14 for Terrence Shelton. And important to note, in these Division One and through seven, in these state championship games, plays are reviewable. So doing the right thing there was Franklin going quick to make sure they couldn't review it, and they pick up a quick seven yards with Terrence Shelton's best run yeah, of the Yeah, and afternoon. I hear boos raining from the Marquette sideline when they showed the replay on the scoreboard, but that was a catch, and there was no offensive interference. Calais working out of the pistol on second and three with Shelton behind him, back to throw, looking to his right, fires, finds Human at the two, fighting his way into the end zone for a touchdown. 
The defense is on display in the first two possessions, but it's the offense's turns on the next two possessions. We're a PAT away from being tied at seven with 137 to go here on the first on a 13-yard touchdown pass from Joey Kelly to Andrew Human. Human hauls that pass in. Quick strike over the middle. Says, put six on my stats. We're tied up. That was good defense, but just finding that tight window coming in. Bryce Roeder, second-team all-conference linebacker, tried to keep Human out of the end zone, just couldn't do it. Miller almost had the PAT blocked, but the kick made it through, and we are indeed tied at seven apiece with just 97 seconds to play in the first quarter. Football fans, postseason college football returns to the Madison area tomorrow. Don't miss the third annual Culver's Isthmus Bowl at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium. This year, This year, the game features Augustana College from Rock Island, Illinois, taking on the pioneers of UW-Platteville. Listen this Saturday on 100.5 ESPN or visit isthmusbowl.com to purchase tickets. The Culver's Isthmus Bowl featuring Augustana and UW-Platteville Saturday at 2 o'clock right here on 100.5 ESPN and Mike Padol, you'll be on the call of that game tomorrow yep, afternoon. Jesse, Jesse Nelson on play-by-play. Play. I'll be doing the color commentary for the Isthmus Bowl. We have, we've done the last two, last two years. What a great event. The Division Three College Isthmus Bowl is. Be sure to tune in. Don't miss it. I'm a little biased. I'm rooting for the uh, Pioneers in that one as a, a UW-Platteville oh, yeah. guy. I know how you are. You got no love for Augustana. <laughs> You know, what happened on that last drive is that we saw Franklin decide, oh, this is how you want to play it. We'll spread you out a little bit, and then we'll go vertical. And on that touchdown pass, we saw Calais really change up the velocity of his of his pass there. Miller end over end kick going to be taken at the one-yard line by Monreal. Along the right numbers, angles the middle of the field, runs into the back of his own guy at the 15, and he'll go down right there. Only a return of 14 yards by Murphy Monreal. And the Hilltoppers of Marquette are backed up in their own territory with 1.30 to play in the first. We're tied at seven apiece in this Division I state championship game. And they're actually going to mark Murphy Monreal down at the 14. So only credit him for a gain of 13 on the return. Franklin head coach Lewis Brown is in the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Hall of Fame. That's not by accident. He pays attention to the details like kick coverage. And that time he rolled sevens as the Hilltoppers start from the 14. Two tight ends once again. Two receivers to the left. McDevitt out of the gun with Novotny to his left. Takes the snap. Here's a quick throw out to Cam Russell. Makes the catch across the 20. Ball in one hand. No, he tucks it away. Breaks a tackle. Fights his way across the 25. Dives forward out near the 27-yard line on a gain of 13 for Cam Russell. And they are just letting Russell and Hoffman cook on the outside and get quick gains on quick passes. Cam Russell says, I got a walk-on offered to Wisconsin. I like this field. Give him up to the 28-yard line. First and 10 from their own 28. McDevitt working out of the shotgun as we approach a minute to play here in the first quarter. McDevitt back to throw. Going to air it out. Goes back shoulder for Thad Hoffman who climbed the ladder. Made the catch at the 40. Stepped out of bounds at the 41. Good coverage by Emmanuel Joseph. But even better pitch and catch from the Hilltoppers offense. Mark he, him at the 42. He's a fad man. 
Gabe Neitzel. That was a, a picture-perfect pass, stretching out the Franklin D. Here's the handoff, Novotny off left tackle, cuts back inside right now on the motion. W.E. stood up and driven down near the 48-yard line of the Hilltoppers as we're under a minute to go here in the first, tied at seven, but the Hilltoppers on the move after that gain of seven. Second down, three yards to go as they quickly get to the line of scrimmage. McDevitt working out of the shotgun with two receivers to his left. Bring a tight end in motion from right to left. Here's the pitch. Novotny trying to sweep outside left across the midfield. Marker spilled out on the Camp Randall Stadium turf as he falls forward to the 46 of the Sabres. It's good enough for another Hilltopper first down. Move the chains for the Hilltoppers as they line up quickly to go up tempo and keep Franklin on their heels on roller skates going backwards. Two tight ends to either side. Two receivers to either side. First and ten from the 46 of the Sabres. McDevitt with four down linemen in front of him. Takes the snap. Here's the handoff. Hoffman up the middle picking his way across the 45 down to the 41 along the left hash marks. Gain of five and that is how the first quarter is going to come to an end. Started off with a couple of jabs, just two heavyweights feeling each other out. Now the offenses have come to life. We're tied at seven at the end of the first 12 in this Division I state championship game between Franklin and Marquette. Quarter number two coming your way next. You're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin and Wisconsin On Demand. This is the WIAA Division I State Championship Game on ESPN Wisconsin and the ESPN app. Start of the second quarter from Camp Randall Stadium. Franklin and Marquette, Division I State Championship Game. He's Mike Pidol, I'm Gabe Neitzel. Three and out from Franklin on their opening possession. Just one first down of the opening possession for Marquette. Since that, the offenses have been swinging away. Back-to-back touchdown drives. It tied at seven, and now Marquette on the move once again as we start the second quarter. Second down, five yards to go for the Hilltoppers. They've been going with a two-tight end formation with Jude Bollinger, who is their top tight end out there with Will Grellinger, a 196-pound junior tight end. Second down and five for McDevitt working out of the shotgun. Claps to take the snap. Hands off, trying to stretch outside right, putting his foot in the ground, trying to cut up field, and not much there for Tommy Novotny. As the edge was set by Talon Summers, the linebacker, gain of just a yard on the play, and now it's third and four for the Hilltoppers who move quickly. Talon Summers is a load uh, at linebacker. He's a captain. Senior, 6'2", 226, Slot left, wide side of the field, back to throw, throwing oh. left side, and underthrowing Russell, and fortunate that that ball did not have any hang time on it was Peter McDevitt as Cooper Camlay almost baited him into a pick. Fourth down, and it looks like the Hilltoppers going to go for it here early in the second quarter. Yeah, good move by the Hilltoppers. Try to keep rolling. You have faith in your defense. This is a chance for Franklin to make a statement defensively. Cooper Canley made a great break on the ball on that last play. Peyton Roby Brown back on the field. He'll work slot to the right. Single receiver and Cam Russell to the left. Fourth down, four yards to go from the 40-yard line of Franklin. Looks like some pressure could be coming. Here it comes, all-out blitz. Back to throw, over the middle, finds Roby Brown at the 35 for a first down for Peter McDevitt. Needed four, got five. Roby Brown has his third catch of the ball game, and it's a fresh set of downs for the Hilltoppers. Seeing a great mix of great, uh, short, quick 
pass attempts so that McDevitt's getting rid of the ball quickly. These uh, This ferocious defense of Franklin can't get into the backfield because the ball's gone. Over 100 yards passing already. McDevitt, he's 8 of 10 through the air with a touchdown, and now they empty the backfield. A tight end to the left, slot left, slot right. Out of the gun for McDevitt on first down from the Sabres 35. They bring Novotny in motion. Oh, its play is blown up, and going down to the backfield is McDevitt. Talon Summers absolutely disrupted the timing of the play. They brought... Novotny in motion as if they were going to hand it off to him and it looked like they actually wanted to then hand it off to Peyton Roby Brown going back to the right on a counter play but unable to hand it off is McDevitt because there was Summers for a big tackle for loss back to the 42 and a loss of seven. Talent Summers just destroys any notion of trickeration on that play. Came right up the gut with bad intentions and destruction. Second and 17 Roby Brown in motion Back to throw McDevitt, firing one deep over the middle of the field, all sorts of contact, and here come the penalty flags. Yeah, that one, they got him on that one. Running a post route was Thad Hoffman. Ty Davis got caught up and brought down Thad Hoffman. That'll be a 15-yard penalty on a pass interference. So we got, uh, for Marquette, their receiving core, Thad Hoffman and Cam Russell, Yeah, so it is an automatic first down. So even though it was second and 17, 15-yard penalty and a first down for the Hilltoppers. Oh, so the, okay, so that's what I thought. For a second, um, it won't be a first down. So it's not the college rule. It's not the NFL rule. It's 15 yards. And because it was second and 17, it's now second and two. It's not an automatic first down. Right. Still, still a huge penalty that takes you out of the danger zone. Basically, two down territory to get one. Yeah, second down, though, because you get to replay the down. McDevitt out of the gun with Novotny to his left. Back to two tight ends in on the play. Stacking the box with eight is Franklin. Here's the handoff. Novotny up the middle. Hit initially in the backfield. Fights forward. Flags come flying in as Novotny is driven back. Depending upon the penalty marker, it should be enough on a gain of two for Novotny for a first down. But the flags came from the back front and side of the play. Not quite sure what it's going to be. Yeah, from where that flag came from, you you don't know. It could be anything. So it's a five-yard face mask that's going to be called against Franklin. So that's just going to tack on to the play. It was good enough for a first down, and now... Entering the red zone, the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers. Saw two penalties now on this drive for Franklin. That's helped the Hilltoppers cause. Back-to-back plays. McDevitt out of the gun. Three receivers to the left as Roby Brown back in. He's slot closest to the quarterback. Now he's going to go in motion from right to left. Fake the give to get him. Sweeping around the left side is Novotny on the traditional running back handoff. Fighting his way down to the 16 is Tommy Novotny as The officials are now signaling for the clock to stop. Not quite sure why. Both both side judges came in waving their arms to stop the clock, but I'm not sure why. Oh, because there's a penalty. It's an illegal formation against Marquette. So this four-yard gain is going to be for naught. And after having a relatively clean first quarter of play, we have had three penalties on three consecutive plays with 9.51 to go in the second. No penalties in the first quarter. And now we've seen three on three consecutive snaps. Problem is, for Marquette, they only had six on the line of scrimmage. 
First and 15 from the, from the 25 of the Sabres. In a 7-7 ball game, McDevitt works out of the gun for the Hilltoppers. Claps his hands, takes the snap. Here's a give. Novotny started right, cut back to his left, fighting for yards between the tackles. Not a ton there as he fights his way down near the 22 for a gain of three yards. As they peel the bodies off the pile, Jace Miller, the first one there. Talon Summers, we've said his name plenty this evening, in on the stop of three. We, we call that a keep them honest play. You know, Mar- Marquette's been very balanced attacking all areas of the field. That, a draw play right up the gut, but good discipline by the Franklin defense. Third and 12. Second and 12. Emptying the shotgun is McDevitt. Three to the right, that's the wide side of the field. Slot to the left. Linebacker standing right over the center, could be coming on a blitz. Here comes another linebacker on the outside. Quarterback draw, McDevitt up the middle, gets across the 20, hit hard. But he stays on his feet and fights through the tackle down near the 18-yard line. And it's going to be third and eight upcoming for Marquette. Is worth noting that they have a strong leg kicker and are well within the range of Eric Schmidt. Absolutely, Gabe. That's another thing is that normally you don't even think about the field goal in this situation, but if you don't move the chains here, it's definitely in the possibility. Schmidt with a long of 48 this year. Slot right. Now man comes in motion and Cam Russell. They're going to hand it off around the left side. Roby Brown. Oh, my. Bottled up in the backfield and brought down at the 21. And it's decision time for Keith Klistinski with 8-12 to go here in the second quarter. And it looks like the field goal unit is indeed going to come out. Fourth and 12, and they're going to attempt about a 39-yard field goal. As we said, maybe the best kicker in the country for the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers. And, and that time, Franklin, the Franklin Sabres said, all right, you want to test the perimeter on us, you better not do it with a slow developing play because we'll string it out. 10 of 12 on field goals this year is Schmidt. Mentioned he is, his long is 48, so well within his range. As the ball will be marked on the left hash mark at the 29, making it a 39-yard field goal. We wait for the snap. It's good. Hold is good. Kick is on the way. It's got plenty of distance, and it is good. 39-yard field goal by Eric Schmidt puts Marquette back on top. 10-7 with 7.25 to go in the first half in this Division I state championship game. You're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Brett Mania on ESPN Wisconsin and Wisconsin On Demand. This is the WIAA Division I State Championship game on ESPN Wisconsin and the ESPN app. Championship on ESPN Wisconsin brought to you by SprayNet. SprayNet knows that the kitchen is the heart of your home, and in just a few days, SprayNet can have your kitchen cabinets looking like the day you first saw them. Their exclusive painting technology and technique creates a new look for your kitchen. Quick, affordable, and beautiful. Schedule an appointment today with Dale, the owner of SprayNet of Southern Wisconsin, online at SprayNet.com. 7.25 to play in the opening half of this Division One State Championship game. Marquette leads Franklin 10-7 after a 39-yard field goal by Eric Schmitz. I'm Gabe Knight, so along with Mike Padola. This is the seventh of seven championship games. And in those other games, we've seen a lot of a lot of strange things with unique things with the kicking game. We've seen a tra- uh, a foreign exchange student win a state championship <laughs> yep. with his first ever made kick. Last night in the Division Six game, which Wade Bates and I called, uh, we saw a, a coach in this very last game go for two. Pat Rice, a Hall of Famer, 
go for two instead of kicking an extra point to tie the game. Well, here with the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers, the bionic leg of Eric Schmidt is truly a difference maker. He booted that one from 39 like it was no thing, and and now he's getting ready to kick it off the tee into the end zone and make Franklin have to go 80 yards. Longest field goal in Division One state championship game history, Matt Stover hit one of 40 1994. Of any division, 49 yards. Zach Hintz of St. Mary's Springs hit one back in 2014. So now Eric Schmidt ready to kick things away. And back to receive it. The two running backs for the Franklin Sabres, Terrence Shelton, Robert uh, Beglinger, excuse me, that's Jacques Brook back there. But Schmidt rarely does not hit one into the end zone. This is a low-line drive kick. It's actually going to be returnable. Bellinger's going to be able to grab it at the 10, across the 15, 20 along the numbers on the right side, 25, 30, and finally hitting him and bringing him down is going to be Mitchell Nigro and a good return of about 20 yards there for uh, for the uh, Franklin Sabres. Actually give him a little bit more out to the 32. Yeah, one of the few times Schmidt didn't get the ball in the end zone. Looking at the flags on the goalpost as far as wind goes, virtually none uh, right now. The flags are perfectly still. I have to think he kind of mishit that one because he hit it off a little bit to his left as well. Joey Calley off to a good start. 7 of 9, 107 yards and a touchdown. Working out of the shotgun formation. Hands off Shelton. Off that left side. He maybe got back to the line of scrimmage. Nigro made the tackle on special teams and gets the tackle on the first defensive play of this series. Gain of just a yard for Shelton. And it's been rough sledding for him. Six carries for just 11 yards for Terrence Shelton, the old conference running back in the Southeastern Conference. Mitchell Nigro, a junior who's a team captain, is just a tackling machine out there. He's just relentless in pursuit. Slot to the left. Shelton now steps up from the pistol now to the left of Calais as well. Play action back. Look out! Calais hit and dropped. He is sacked back at the 25. It's Evan Meyer, the junior. With the sack off the right side of the defense, big loss back to the 25, and it's going to be third and 17 after that loss of eight. Keith Klostinski, the head coach of Marquette, said, let me show you my blitz game, and I'll, I'll bring Evan Meyer off the backside on a rare linebacker blitz from the weak side, and it gets home. Third and 17. Halfway through the second quarter. 10-7 Marquette. Third and 17 for Calais. Takes the snap. Back to throw. Finds Human on a quick slant across the 30. And he's immediately dropped by Murphy Monreal at the 32 between the hash marks. Got eight. Needed 18. And the punt unit comes out for Franklin. I guarantee you the 13-0 Franklin Sabres have not punted three times in the first half all season long in 2023. This is a new look for Lewis Brown and this group of Franklin Sabres. Cooper Miller is the punter. Ready to go, standing inside his own 20 at about the 17. Ball between the hash marks. Marquette looks like they want to bring pressure. High snap. Miller handles it. Here comes the kick. Low line drive kick. Monreal steps up, takes it at his 33 between the hash marks. Angles to his right. Breaks one tackle but cannot escape the grasp of the second defender and a return of just two yards to the 35 as the tackle was made by Robert Beglinger in the open field and there is a flag down at the 46 of the Sabres. Anytime you see that on a punt, Mike, you're thinking that maybe somebody 
is holding before the punt is completed. Yeah, especially that one. Good coverage by the Sabres. And Marquette maybe even coming back a little bit further. That is a hold against Marquette. You know, kind of a low, over-the-middle, arching punt. The punt cover team was ferociously running down. And, uh, you know, you had to hold to save your punt return. (laughs) 5-13 to go in the first half. Marquette leads 10-7 over Franklin. And the Hilltoppers have it at their own 25 when we resume action. This is Zimbragana's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin and Wisconsin On Demand. This is the WIAA Division I State Championship game on ESPN Wisconsin and the ESPN app. Zimbraconis Prep Mania brought to you by the GRB Academy. Baseball for the serious player. The GRB Academy wants to be a part of the plan to reach your potential. All year long, utilize GRB Academy's 52,000 square foot facility, complete with 14 batting cages and a 6,000 square foot weight room. Personal lessons are available year-round. The GRB Academy continues to lead the way in the Midwest for college recruitment and player development. Visit grbacademy.com for more information. 5.13 to go in the first half in the Division I state championship game. Sun is set, lights in full effect here at Camp Randall Stadium. Marquette leading Franklin 10-7 along with Mike Padol. I'm Gabe Neitzel, and the defense is starting to show a little bit more teeth once again here in the second. Big boy football here in the Division I state championship game on Barry Alvarez Field. I mean, the pads are a-popping in this one. There there are a lot of hard hits, uh, big defensive plays for both teams, a 10-7 game, Hilltoppers with the ball. Two teams that do like to rush the football, but we only have 32 yards rushing between the two of them. In today's ball game, McDevitt working out of the gun on first and 10 from his own 25 for Marquette. Roby Brown orbit motion from left to right. Hand off to Votney up the middle. I think he just kind of tripped over the turf monster as he got across the line of scrimmage at the 25, was able to keep his feet just enough, and then goes down falling forward up near the 31 on a gain of six on first down for the Hilltoppers. Yeah, you know you got to hit that gap quickly against Franklin because they're so athletic, especially at that second level. Hoffman tried to force things. McDevitt on second and four. Roby Brown in motion once again. Give Nidavotny tries to go off left tackle. Made one man miss. Cuts up the field. Has the first down across the 35. And then it spun down along the left hash mark at about the 37. Talon Summers once again in on the stop for the Sabres. But not until another first down is achieved by Marquette. Tommy Nidavotny. On the year, he had 1,300, almost 1,400 yards, averaged 6.8 yards per carry, and that time he showed the power. Now he's up to 4.2 yards per carry in this ball game. First and 10, ball on the left, hash mark from their own 37. They're going to go fake the reverse, rolling out to his right, pumping, now going for Thad Hoffman down the right sideline. McDevitt throw wide of the mark, maybe just threw it away as he was outside the pocket. Incomplete pass brings up second and 10. Hoffman tried a double move on the outside, but it was sniffed out by the Sabre defense with good coverage. I, I love the play call. They, like, showed trickeration and then rolled out to the wide side. However... The Franklin Sabre defense, very disciplined. They stayed home in every area. That's Ty Davis, the corner on that side, staying home, second and ten. Big wide gap in the defense up the middle of the field. See if Marquette runs it here. 
Here's the snap, here's the give, right up that middle. It got closed quickly, and wrestling, trying to fight for more yards, is Novotny eventually winning the wrestling bout, though. Emmanuel Joseph, the outside linebacker, gain of three up to the 40, and it's third and seven for the Hilltoppers with just under four minutes to go in the half, and Marquette leading 10-7. Did I mention the fact that Emmanuel Joseph, outside linebacker, all-conference, Outside linebacker of the year, in fact, in the SEC. McDevitt out of the gun. Slot to the right. That's the wide side of the field. We're going to get a whistle and a flag. So this is before the ball is snapped with the flag coming from the umpire behind the defense. Uh, I thought it was, and it is indeed going to be a full start, making this third and seven into a third and 12. So now each team has three penalties uh, on the night. You know, clean first quarter. We've seen some adjustments and uh, adjustments to the adjustments, making things a little a little jumpy for the Hilltoppers on uh, as they snap that one. From their own 35, they got to get up to the 47 on this third down play. McDevitt working out of the gun with three to the right. That's the wide side of the field. Takes the snap. Pressure Blitz. coming from that side. They set up a screen to Novotny. Has some blocking. Breaks a tackle across the 40, but can't break a second one as he goes down at the 41. Cooper Camlay on the stop. Summers in the area as well. Stopped well shy of the yard to gain by six yards. And Marquette, at least right now, keeping the offense out on the field. Don't know if they're going to try to rush everybody out there at the last second. I can't imagine they don't punt this away. Yeah, here it comes the punting unit. Yeah, yeah. It it just makes sense when you've got Eric Schmidt doing the punting, one of the best punters in the state as well as kickers. yeah, you've it got a three-point three lead late in the second quarter. Punted away. Your defense forced to punt the last time out. They've been playing good here in the first half. Kind of trust your defense to go into the locker room with the lead. Ten seconds left on the play clock, so Schmidt's got to get this one off with a little bit of hustle on it. Now five seconds. We're down to four as Schmidt is getting ready. Three, two. Schmidt's not going to get it off. We're going to take a timeout. Klistinski was aware of the play clock, which, again, is not in operation here at Camp Randall Stadium. It's not in operation even if stadiums have the capability to do it across high school football. Instead, it's always the back judge. And with a 40-second play clock, he puts his hand straight in the air uh, with 10 seconds left and then starts counting down much like a basketball official might do for a five-second violation when there's five, and then he counts down from that point. So everybody knows how much time is left in the play clock. So Keith Klistinski using his first time out with 2.25 to go here in the second quarter. Right. They, uh, the, and, and using that timeout, that precious timeout, Coach K, very much aware of, of what you just explained with the play clock winding down, knowing that right now you've got a chance with Eric Schmidt punting the ball to really pin Franklin back and try to tip this field before the half. And uh, so a wise time out there by Coach K of the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers. 2.25 to go in the first half. This has been a really high-level football game. It may not have been the fireworks show that we saw in Division Two before we took the microphones, but this has really been a well-played Fun game to watch. Schmidt ready to kick it away. Ty Davis back to receive the punt as Schmidt does get this one. High spiraling kick. Davis calls for a fair catch and will make it drifting toward the sideline. Just outside the numbers on his sideline at the 24. Hang time. That's the two words on that punt. Very Ray Guy-ish. Very good kick. 
setting up at their own 24 are going to be the Franklin Sabres with 2.17 to go here in the first half. Sticking around for the halftime report, Hunter Vaughn have some highlights for you, maybe recap the day as well. Recap the season, why not? It's the last halftime of 2023. This is the last high school football party we're going to have, and we're going to make the most of it. Slots actually make it trips to the left. Single receiver right on this opening play for Calais. Back to throw, flips it into the right flat. High catches made by Shelton as he goes down. He stays inbounds. Went down on his own accord. He just could not keep his feet after having to leap to make the catch across the 30 up to the 31 on a gain of seven on first down for Kelly and Shelton. Three timeouts in uh, Lewis Brown's hip pocket. You know, this is the kind of drive the Franklin Sabres cut their teeth on. One of those heartbreaking, if you're playing Franklin, one of those heartbreaking drives where Franklin scores and you can do nothing about it. Out of the pistol, now it's Calais. With Shelton to his left, play action, back to throw. Blitz is picked up on a five-man rush. He wants it all deep down the middle of the field, and he just overshot his intended targets. That was Dylan Drakowski at about the 25 of Marquette's pass falls incomplete, and it's third and four. Good coverage on that. He, he didn't let the receiver get to his spot. He was boxing him out almost like a rebounder. Uh, and making very light contact. We heard some boos emanating from the Franklin sideline, but that was well defended by Marquette. Yeah, Murphy Monreal, very good safety all-conference performer back on that coverage. Third down, four yards to go. Calais out of the shotgun, thought somebody jumped, not going to get the call. So he looks to the sideline, could be changing the play. Still plenty of time on the play clock. Clock stopped with 1.34 to go in the second quarter. 10-7, 10-7, Marquette as Cali works out of the gun, takes the snap, back to throw, quick throw, completes it for a first down, and I'm not, oh, for initially, Jacques Brooks made the catch at the 36, took a step back to try to avoid a defender, and for a moment, it looked like he was not going to get the first down, but then was able to fight for where he originally was at the 36, gain of six, and it's a first down for the Sabres. Jacques Brooks, a big, dependable play receiver for the Franklin Sabres. He was first team all-conference in the SEC. Out of the pistol formation as we approach a minute to go in the half. Calais with three receivers to his left. That's the wide side of the field. He's back to throw. Five-man rush. Steps up in the pocket. Has time. Now escapes. Look back out. to his left. He is hit and dropped in the backfield. Bryce Roeder. Back at the 29. Bryce Roeder coming with bad intentions. The team captain, the linebacker, senior, 5'11", 202 on the backside. Great play on the quarterback. And a timeout's taken by the Sabres with 55 seconds to go in the half. Back at the 29, loss of seven. And is going to make it second and 17 coming out of the timeout for Roeder. That is his fourth sack of the season. And another really good timeout by Lewis Brown. Uh, 55 seconds to go on the clock. It's only second and 15. More importantly, time and shots to make something happen before the half. They've got the uh, the ability to push it down the field. Calais again this season, over 2,000 yards passing. 22 touchdowns now. And last week he had a great game. For the Sabres, 17-26, 348 yards and three touchdowns. When you've got a, a receiver like Jacques Brooks, you know you've got the opportunity to push it down the field. Franklin has 2,400 yards passing, 24 TDs passing. 
Uh, they average 40 points a game. They are explosive. Calais, 10 of 13, 126 yards through the air and a touchdown tonight. Second and 17, back to throw, goes left sideline, overshot human. A little bit of contact on that side as well, but just good coverage by Nick Womack. And it's third down with 50 seconds to go. If you get a stop in the middle of the field, I would expect Klistinski to use his second time out and try to make something happen. Because, again, when you have the lag of Eric Schmitz, you might not need that many yards to get in yeah, his range. and suddenly it's, oh, how the tables have turned. Calais out of the shotgun, slot to the right, the wide side of the field from his own 29. Takes the snap, rolls out to his right, puts the foot in the ground, fires to the sideline, completes the pass to Brooks on his feet, trying to reach for the first down. I'm not sure if he got there or not. They're going to continue to wind the clock. On the far side, they're whistling to stop play as a timeout was taken by Marquette. 37 seconds to go in the half, and where they've marked it right now, Brooks is going to be just shy of of the marker and it's decision time late in the half for Lewis Brown and the Franklin Sabres. Does he go for it to try to keep the ball out of the hands of the Hilltoppers? Because right now it's just on the Sabres side of the 45 and you'll need less than a yard to pick up the first down. I'd be shocked if Lewis Brown does not go for it. Lewis Brown's one, one of the most aggressive coaches in Wisconsin high school football. And not only that, but he just has a firm belief in his team and in his defense if they do not convert on a fourth and less than one. That, that's yeah, it's, inches. Yeah, I mean, they just need to get to that other side of the 45 where Brooks made that catch. I mean, he needed 17, Mike, and he got 16 and a half. Right. Three quarters. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, Lewis, Lewis Brown, if you can beat Lewis Brown in a championship game, it's, it's not going to be because Lewis Brown rolled over. He's not going to make it easy on you. Crowd getting loud on this fourth down play Ooh, in their own territory. Rocking. Just shy of the 45. Two backs, and one of them is the defensive lineman of the year and Jace Miller serving as a fullback. Now they send one man in motion up. He's a wingback on the right side. Here's the snap. Handoff Shelton up the middle. Bounces outside left. Has the first down. Across the midfield marker. He spills out into Hilltopper territory as the tackle was made by Nick Womack at the 48, maybe make it the 47 of the Hilltoppers. They'll wind the clock once they set the change with 31 seconds to go. And on the move quickly here are the Franklin Sabres wow. with two timeouts left. They empty the shotgun. Callie calls for the ball, takes the snap, back to throw, all sorts of time. Now he's flushed from the pocket, rolling out to his right. Hit, broke the tackle across the line of scrimmage. He's stacked up across the 45, still fighting for yardage down near the 40. And the Sabres will have to take their second timeout with 13 seconds left in the half. Gain of... Six yards, but more importantly, lots of time coming yeah. off that clock, about 17 seconds after they started to wind it from the spots. And yeah, the way that broke down, it was almost in Marquette's favor because with the quarterback scramble and getting down and then calling timeout, like you said, 17 seconds burned off. We're down to 13 seconds left. Franklin does have a timeout in their hip pocket, but we talked about Lewis Brown's aggression, and on fourth and less than a yard, he brings in his defensive player of the year to be fullback <laughs> and runs it to the uh, offensive conference player of the year in Terrence Shelton, who gained 1,600 yards this year. So, yeah, 
That's a little aggressive. Uh, Cooper Miller, good kicker in his own right. We've talked a lot about Eric Schmidt tonight, but Miller with a long of 45. So in order to make that happen, they need to get down near the 28-27 yard line. Looking about 13, 14 yards on this play. He was the conference kicker of the year. Two great kickers. Second and three, but more importantly, 14 seconds left in the half. And a 10-7 ball game, Franklin trails, but they have the football. Set a man in motion out to the right. Rolling out to his right is Calais. He is going to fire for Jacques Brooks. Made the catch inside the 20, and he is pushed down. Clock will temporarily stop with seven seconds left. Or did he get out of bounds is the question. Boy, I didn't think he did, but we I, shall I, see. I think they're going to wind it and maybe spike it to at least give themselves an opportunity Yep, there's one timeout left, too. For They're going to wind the clock. Six seconds left. Five, four, and a spike is made. Incomplete pass for Calais, and the field goal unit will come on to try to tie this thing to go it in the locker room. Beautiful pitch and catch there to Jacques Brooks down to the 20-yard line. What a great drive by Franklin. I mean, Calais showing his arm. Yeah. You know, he's flexing his biceps right now on the sideline. Arm strong Brooks, when you're the junior quarterback. Five catches, 76 yards after that gain of 20. This is a 37-yard field goal from Cooper Miller from the right hash mark, and now we're going to get a whistle and a timeout. Final timeout taken by Franklin as they want to talk some things over with four seconds left in the half. Been a good half of football, Mike. Oh, my. And it, it's been pretty evenly matched. Marquette, 154 yards. Franklin, 173. And right now, the Sabres trying to send this one into the locker room, tied at 10 apiece. 10 of 14 on the year is Cooper Miller. As I mentioned, his long is 45, so they're well within his range. The first words out of my mouth tonight when we came on the air is when the Franklin Sabres look in the mirror, they see the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers (laughs) and vice versa, and that is very much how it's played out here in the first half. Two mirror image football teams slugging it out for the gold ball. Klostinski does have one timeout left. We'll see if he elects to use his final timeout, maybe try to ice. Lewis Brown's talking about making sure we got protection. We don't want this kick blocked and returned. Cooper Miller ready to go, and I think we're going to get a timeout from Marquette. Yep, Marquette's going to use their final timeout. He's going to say, how can we block and return this? (laughs) (laughs) Klesinski had one left, and coach was like, well, I can't take it with me. I might as well use it here. Let's give ourselves a little bit more time. It's the last game of the year. And I'll tell you what, I mean, the temperature as the sun has gone down, Mike, the temperature has dropped. Not quite as cold as maybe as it was last Friday night for some of those level four semifinal games across the state of Wisconsin. But it's it's a little chilly out there, a little tougher to make some of these kicks. One thing I have noticed is on the Franklin sideline, they have a heater. And, and players have been going up to that heater and, like, putting their hands on it. So the temperatures drop significantly when the sun has gone down. Right now we have it at 40 degrees here inside Camp Randall Stadium. What little wind is out there making it feel just a little bit cooler. It's still a relatively mild day for the middle of November here in Wisconsin. Here we go. One more snap. Nobody has any timeouts left, so here we go. 10-7 the lead for Marquette here in the second quarter. This should be the final snap of the half. Cooper Miller with the ball on the right hash mark from 37 yards away. The snap a little low, but it's handled. It's on the tee. Kick is on the way. It's got the distance. Wow. It is good. 
Cooper Miller from 37 yards out ties the ball game at 10 apiece as we head to the halftime break here at Camp Randall Stadium. Cooper Miller says, put three on my stats. We're tied up. Hunter Vaughn will have your halftime reports coming up next. This is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin and Wisconsin On Demand. This is Zimbraconda's presentation of the WIAA State Football Championships on ESPN Wisconsin. Halftime coverage is brought to you by Pasquale's Cantina. Before or after the game, Pasquale's Cantina is the perfect spot for authentic Southwest flavors in the Madison area, whether it's to fulfill your craving for red chile, their famous chips and guacamole, or those blue corn tortilla tacos. Pasquale's is the place to enjoy time with friends and family. Visit one of their locations in Middleton or Verona and check out the menu online at pasqualscantina.com bringing the flavors of the southwest to the midwest pasquals cantina we've got another tight one in the division one state championship game i'm hunter vaughn here at the everlight solar espn madison studios marquette and franklin are knotted up at 10 at the half marquette got the scoring going with a 44-yard Cam Russell touchdown reception with 2.44 to go in the first quarter. Double move, Cam Russell, Got him. open down the left sideline, makes the catch at the 15, the 10-5, touchdown, Cam Russell, and the Hilltoppers strike first with 2.44 to go in the first. It's 6-0 Marquette. Franklin would answer back with a touchdown of their own at the end of the first quarter to tie it up at seven. And then Eric Schmidt put through a 39-yard field goal to give Marquette a 10-7 lead. And it would then be tied up at 10 apiece with Cooper Miller at the end of the half with a 37-yarder to make it 10-10 at the half. The other games in the area, or excuse me, in Division Two earlier today, 34-33. Badger taking down the powerhouse Wanakee, 821 total yards in that one. Badger winning the their first state title. And in Division Three, Rice Lake winning 28-20 over Grafton in the Division Three title game. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, it will be Gabe and Mike getting you ready for the second half of action from Camp Randall as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's championship presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin and Wisconsin On Demand. This is the WIAA Division I State Championship game on ESPN Wisconsin and the ESPN app. When you're faced with a challenge, how you respond determines the real winners. Rural Mutual Insurance believes there's something more important than just winning or losing a game. They believe that the team, school, and fans who support their athletes with dignity and class are the true champions. Rural Mutual is a proud sponsor of the WIAA Rural Mutual Insurance Sportsmanship Award, which started back in 1965. From football to volleyball to soccer to tennis, the award recognizes sportsmanship. It recognizes that sportsmanship matters in your community. Visit ruralmutual.com slash WIAA and see how their team and your community can work together to be 
true champions. Gabe Knights and Mike Padol back at Camp Randall Stadium. Halftime of the Division I State Championship game. Marquette and Franklin tied at 10 apiece. And the numbers eerily similar on both sides, Mike. As you would expect. Uh, you know, time of possession nearly even. Number of total yards, 173 for Franklin, 154 for Marquette. Uh you know, a couple big plays for each team, you know, limited number of first downs, uh, you know, relatively clean half, a couple of penalties. Uh, you know, really for Marquette, you're doing a really good job on defense of, as I mentioned, wetting your defensive fronts with the coverages you're playing in the secondary, sliding your coverages to where Franklin might have an advantage. And Marquette's doing a great job of that, keeping pressure on the junior quarterback, Calais, of Franklin. Um, if you're Franklin and, and you're Lewis Brown, the thing that jumped out at me is I think they really are going to look to get Terrence Shelton a lot more carries and touches of the rock and chances to produce in open space in the second half. Terrence Shelton, who had 1,600 yards in the regular season and is just a beast with the football, uh, is he has uh, 19 yards rushing in that first half and only seven touches. That's something that I think we're going to see Lewis Brown do a lot more of. Like I said, it's been a fun game to watch it is big boy football high quality football a lot of division one players skill level wise playing uh for college prospects playing in this game it's just been a lot of fun has been a lot of fun for sure and marquette will get the ball to start half number two which is coming your way next you're listening to zimbraconda's presentation of prep mania on espn wisconsin and wisconsin on the This is the WIAA Division I State Championship Game on ESPN Wisconsin and the ESPN app. Fans, as the high school football season wraps up this week, it's time to start looking ahead to basketball season. And there's no better showcase of the top talent from around the state than the 608 basketball tournament returning to Madison College, featuring local talent and star recruits committed to Wisconsin and other top college teams in the country. You won't want to miss it. Search 608 Basketball online to find more information and and purchase advanced discounted tickets. The 608 Basketball Tournament, December 15th and 16th at Madison College. Just about ready to start. Half number two, Marquette will get the football to begin the second half. Marquette and Franklin tied at 10 apiece. Gabe Nutch and Mike Padol with you here for this Division I state championship game and the final game of the high school football season here in the state of Wisconsin. And these are two heavyweight teams, Mike. We thought the defenses might come out to play, but the Sabres really punch hard in the third quarter. Yeah, it's some, this is a little nugget that everyone should keep in their hip pocket. Um, in the third quarter, in all their games this year, the Franklin Sabres absolutely come out and sit on their opponents. In the third quarter, Franklin has outscored their opponents 121-23 to 23 in the third quarter of football games. What that tells me is that they cut, they come out at halftime angry. They come out well making good adjustments with the excellent coaching staff that Lewis Brown has, and they really come out and sit on their opponents and put the foot to their throat. Uh, if you figure a lot of those games even are uh, 
kind of blowout situations, they come out even angrier and, and put the wood to them. So, so Marquette needs to be ready because Franklin's going to come out ferocious here. And I do have a new favorite game that we've discovered <laughs> here. And, and that game is watch Eric Schmidt kick 45 to 50-yard field goals at halftime with routine ease. <laughs> Had one that was probably going to be good from about 55. Not that they'll necessarily <laughs> need it, but... We've had a lot of really good football games here today, Mike, after having just one, a single one-score game yesterday, the Division Six game, Stratford defeating Darlington on a last-second field goal, 10-7. We've had two one-score game here today. Rice Lake defeated Grafton 28-20 earlier today, and then Wanakee and legendary coach Pat Rice decided to go for two in the win late in their game against Badger, did not get it. So the Badgers walked away with their first-ever state championship here. Franklin looking for state championship number three. Marquette, WIAA state championship number two, and their first since 2009. Hilltoppers will get the ball to start the second half. Cooper Miller ready to kick things away. Ball is on his left hash mark. Murphy, Monreal, and Tommy Novotny back to receive the kick. High end over end kick. It's going to be taken by Monreal at the two, just outside the right hash marks. Up the right side across the 15. Has a hole across the 20, 25. Down the right sideline. Got a block at the 40. Got past a man at the midfield marker. It's going to be a foot race. 35 30, 25 20, 15, 10, 5. Monreal to the pylon. Did he get in? Touchdown. 98 yard kick return for a touchdown. And just like that, Marquette takes the lead on the opening kickoff of the second half. 16-10, but there is a flag down. Oh! Back at the 31. Oh, that was a jaw dropper to start the second half. And they're going to bring it back. Oh, my. I did not initially see the flag. There's no one did because we were all watching Murphy Monreal. Two flags are down, one at the 31 and another at the 22. There was a big hole right where that flag was, and apparently the reason for the big hole was a hold against the Hilltoppers. Wow. And there it was. You can see it on the replay. That there was just a big hold and, by the and starting a good job tight end, of the Franklin Jude Bollinger. Kick coverage, man, selling that hold, too, throwing his arms up, looking at the ref. That's the way to do it when you're being held. And, uh, my goodness, electrifying play negated. So, instead, they didn't even fix the pylon in the corner of the end zone. That's still down. <laughs> Somebody fix that pylon. Murphy Monreal clipped it. Ball comes all the way back from their own 12. That's where Marquette starts this possession with Peter McDevitt working out of the shotgun. Two tight ends, two wide receivers. McDevitt takes, hands off Novotny, off right guard, fighting his way. Just a rugby scrum across the 15, fighting his way for yards up near the 17-yard line. You talked about Terrence Shelton. Not a great half, at least statistically for Novotny as well, but he did start to get going in the second quarter. He now has 15 carries as he goes over the 60-yard mark. Violent car crashes at the line of scrimmage in that first half for both teams on both sides of the ball. McDevitt, low snap out of the gun, but able to hand it off to Novotny. Tries to go off right tackle, and he's tripped up and goes down. Tegan Fox was the first one to hit him for the Sabres in a third down upcoming for the Hilltoppers with one minute gone in the third quarter in a 10-10 ball game from their own 19-yard line to the line of scrimmage are the Hilltoppers. Tegan Fox. 
senior linebacker, 6'2", 208. It's like they've cloned their linebackers. Two tight ends to the left with Will Grellinger serving as a wingback on that side. Here's the fake give, back to throw, rolling to his right. McDevitt throws over the defense, ball tipped up. Was it picked off or caught? They're going to say incomplete at the 25. Oh, my. Ball was tipped up in the air. Thad Hoffman, along with Ty Davis, dove after the football. And apparently nobody ended up with it. Incomplete pass after we thought they had an opening kickoff for a touchdown here in the half. Go three and out. Yeah, yeah, that's something that took the wind out of the sails. The Hilltoppers need to be careful about that because that took the sail, the wind out of the sails of that side of the stadium, actually. You know, no one saw the flag till 10 seconds afterwards because everybody was watching the exciting run downfield. Murphy Monreal, we, we've seen him return kicks since he was a freshman. Long wait. Now Schmidt just boots one. Fair catch called for by Davis. Can't field it. Just watched it bounce in front of him. And it's going to work out for Marquette. Bounced at about the 46-yard line of the Sabres. Rolls inside the 40 down to the 38. So, Eric I'm telling you. You get you get hang time like Eric Schmidt. There were three punt coverage guys down on the on the punt returner. You know, he just had no choice. Throw your hands up in the air and walk away. Three and out on the opening possession for Marquette. We see what Franklin can do on their opening possession of the second half in a 10-10 ball game. Division One State Championship game between Marquette and Franklin. This is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin and Wisconsin On Demand. This is the WIAA Division One State Championship game on ESPN Wisconsin and the ESPN app. Broadcast from the WIAA and the Wisconsin Department of Transportation. Speeding and reckless driving are leading causes of injuries and deaths on Wisconsin roads. Whether you're an athlete or a spectator, control your drive on the roads to keep all travelers safe. Don't speed, don't be reckless. Zero in Wisconsin. Together, we can save lives. Gabe Knights and Mike Padol at Camp Randall Stadium, high above Barry Alvarez Field for this Division I state championship game. The WIAA, Franklin and Marquette nodded at 10. Franklin, on their last possession of the second half, had an 11-play, 56-yard drive that resulted in a 37-yard field goal from Cooper Miller that tied things up at 10. And keep in mind what I said about third quarters. Franklin has outscored their opponents 121 to 23 in the third quarter. And, uh, you know, that after that kickoff got called back for holding, Franklin showing steely resolve uh, defensively on that last drive. And now they get the ball in pretty good field position. Well, Terrence Shelton struggled in that first half, seven carries, 19 yards. Joe Calais, Joey Calais. 12 of 16, 163 yards, and a touchdown. So a big first half for the senior quarterback. Look for Shelton to get the rock a lot here. Excuse me, the junior quarterback as Calais works out of the gun. Straight drop, blitz comes on, but he threw it, beat the blitz. Pass caught, was a little behind Dylan Drakowski, but he made the, t- the catch across the 45 as he was hit immediately at the 47. Going to be awfully close to a first down. All depends upon the spot. Excuse that, me, that's Andrew Human on the catch. That was crazy. Gabe because the blitz man on that play came in the field late he he got subbed in late he didn't know he was in and he came in and went right towards the quarterback ball was a little behind human they're going to say gain of nine so second and one with Calais working out of the gun Shelton to his left Calais takes the snap hand fakes the handoff to Shelton fires a slant behind the run, little run pass option there. Pass a little wide of the mark, though. Just out of the outstretched arms of Jacques Brook. 
and it's now third and one for the Sabres on their opening possession here in the second yeah. half. Yeah, that's a catch that Brooks going to make more times than not. We're still third and one here. A lot of things in their hip pocket for the Franklin Sabres. Going to spread out, slot to the left. Joukowsky working slot there. Human on the right of the formation along with the tight end. Third down a yard to go. Calais with Shelton to his left. Boxes stacked for Marquette. Hand off Shelton. Battle of Wills up front. Did he get it? Not sure. All depends upon the spot. Roeder was in on the stop for Marquette. Calais seems to think that they have a first down. Meanwhile, on the defensive side, Nate Schwamm is holding up his fist, signaling fourth down, and the officials agree with him. It is fourth down and a three and out. The punt unit comes out for the Sabres. Defensive battle, defense playing well, even though you're near midfield. Lewis Brown decides now is not the time to be aggressive with not even three minutes gone in the third in a 10-10 ball game. Yeah, yeah, the chess match coming out. He, Lewis Brown must have liked what he's seen out of his defense on that last defensive uh, stand because normally Lewis Brown third and less than one. Wait for the snap. Cooper Miller, the punter. Back at his own 32. Good snap to him. No pressure. He's able to punt it away. Good spiraling kick. Going to send Monreal back Good inside kick. his 10. He's going to watch oh. this one bounce and check up. It took a Marquette hop. It bounced at about the 7. Had some serious backspin on it and checks up all the way out to the 13, but still a real good punt from Cooper Miller. That was like a beautiful chip shot, wasn't it, Gabe Neitzel? <laughs> I mean, that thing hit the turf and came spinning backwards. Today might have been the last warm weather day for golf outside, but maybe paying homage to that is the punter Cooper Miller with a nice little punt there. Ball is going to be marked at the 14-yard line right around where Marquette started their previous drive. And this is how the first half started, Mike, with these two defenses. Defense is coming up strong, and then it was the offense's time to shine in the late part of the first and early part of the second quarter. Yeah, it's heavy sign of respect, fourth and less than one at Lewis, around midfield at Lewis Brown punts. Uh, you know, this is just a game of field possession, and who blinks first? McDevitt, oh, he bobbled the snap, and watch the throw, oh! he's dropped back near the five. Sack made by Emmanuel Joseph. I, he just kind of bobbled the snap, it wasn't off target. I don't know if he was not expecting it, but he just kind of bobbled it. Maybe try to hand it off too quick. And a quick pressure from Emmanuel Joseph to pick up the sack. It's the second the time Sabres. Joseph's gotten home on weak side blitzes. Second and 17, ball back at the 7. Here's the handoff, counterplay, back to the right, big hole. Look out. Here comes Novotny across the 15, tripped up, but he keeps his feet across the 20, dives forward. Going to be just shy of first down yardage at the 23, gains 16, and it's now third and one. Quickly to the line, here comes Marquette. Little counterplay action that last time. McDevitt with Novotny to his left. Four down linemen on defense for Franklin. Give Novotny up the middle. Tripped up in the backfield. I don't know if he got it. Depends upon the spot. Maxwell Glenn, the defensive lineman. He got it. Cut the legs out from under Tommy Novotny. He needed one, and he got the one. And there is a man down. It's Novotny. Yeah, he, I mean, that. there are car crash collisions happening at the line of screen, and Novotny pops right up. Much, he just got a wrestling pop from the across. Yeah, he really did. <laughs> he popped up and the crowd went wild. All he needed to do is put his hand to his ear like Hulk Hogan. 
He and popped up, and the crowd went crazy for Marquette. And uh, with that injury, we are going to take a timeout. We'll step away. 10-10, 7.41 to go in the third quarter of the Division One State Championship game between Marquette and Franklin. You're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin, Wisconsin On Demand. This is the WIAA Division I State Championship game on ESPN Wisconsin and the ESPN app. This is Zimbraconda's presentation of Brett Mania and the WIAA State Football Championships. For nearly 50 years, Zimbraconda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. And the trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a new or used Honda, visit Zimbraconda just off the Beltline in Madison or online at Zimbraconda.com. 10-10, Division I State Championship game. Game night, so Mike Padol calling this game high atop Barry Alvarez Field at Camp Randall Stadium between Franklin and Marquette. And what a football game we've had here tonight so far. Not the fireworks show that we saw in D6, but every bit is good as far as quality of play goes. Two tight ends to either side. Two receivers to either side for McDevitt on first and ten out of the injury timeout. Calls for the ball, goes play action. Back to throw, three-man rush, steps up, wants it all. Deep post for Cam Russell, and he overshot his intended target at the 40-yard line of Franklin. Incomplete pass brings up second and ten, and Tommy Novotny checks back into the ball game after having to leave for a play after being injured on the previous play. You know, almost flawless transition by Franklin that time on the handoff between cornerback to safety on the crossing pattern by Fat Hoffman on that last play. Two tight ends stacked to the left side. They're going to hand off to Votney, run a counter back to the right, trying to find a running lane oh as he my. got across the 25. He stacked up, driven down on that far sideline. Gain of just a couple on the play for Novotny, and it's going to be third and seven upcoming for the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers. I mean, these linebackers for Franklin are just fly around the ball. That time, Tegan Fox, the senior, 6'2", 208. Like I said before, it's like they clone and copy and paste that size linebacker on Franklin. Third and seven, three receivers to the right. Single tight end to the left. That's the wide side of the field. From their own 27-yard line, McDevitt working out of the shotgun. Claps to take the ball. Back to throw. Delayed blitz. Has to avoid it by stepping up the pocket. Now rolls out to his right. He's going to lob. Deep down the right sideline. Leaping catch is made at the 40. Going down, trying to fight with him is the defensive back. But the running back, Tommy Novotny, out of the backfield with the big play. McDevitt to Novotny. Like seven-on-seven passing league, Novotny, Tommy leaps high in the air and high points that football. Kamirchek tried to wrestle it away from him. The Markram down at the 39-yard line of Franklin. Quickly to the line. It is Marquette. First and 10. Bring a man in motion from right to left. Hand off to Votney. Started right, cut back left. Gets inside the 35. Took a big hit as he was held up and then drilled down to the turf. Good hit by Ty Davis, the defensive back, but a good gain of five yards on first down after that big pass play of 34 yards, the longest of the day for Marquette. You know, Tommy Novotny 
is a leading rusher, 1,300 yards in the year, 26 touchdowns. But you ask Marquette Nation, they'll almost say that Tommy Novotny's underrated as a football player. Second and five, Novotny to the right of McDevitt as the Hilltoppers on the move, trying to reclaim the lead. Here's the handoff, Novotny cut through past one defender, gets across the line of scrimmage, fights for more yards, down in between the hash marks near the 30-yard line. Going to be denied first down yardage by the defensive lineman Maxwell Glynn on a gain of four. It's now third and a yard to go and probably two down territory to gain this yard stand corrected the longest play of the game 44 yards for marquettes but now mcdevitt quickly to the line third and a yard to go they want novotny to pick it up he does inside the 30 tried to cut to get past the defender and a nice open field tackle by dominic walters the sophomore undercutting the legs of novotny but it's good enough for a first down to the 26. really good observation gabe because it was almost like stacking the box novotny was almost gone once he got through that line first and 10 ball between the hash marks at the 26 of the sabers mcdevitt takes play action back to throw wants to go end zone down the left sideline all sorts of contact is there a flag no there's not Beside themselves, the Marquette sideline, they thought there was all sorts of interference of Cam Russell by Cooper Camlay down the left sideline. As I mentioned, all sorts of contact, but they let him play, and it's second and ten. You think the ruling was uncatchable ball there on that throw? But it was a lot of contact. I, I mean, we'll never know because he, he was kind of tackled before he could get there. <laughs> second down, ten yards to go. Two tight ends to the left, slot to the right for McDevitt. Fakes the clap, now does clap. Here's the handoff. Novotny off the left side, tries to counter back to the right. Stacked up near the 25, driven down at the 24. Tegan Fox active once again at that linebacker spot for the Sabres. Limits the gain to two, and it's third and eight. Big third down upcoming for both these teams with 4.17 to go in the third quarter. We're tied at 10 apiece. Big play right here. To the line of scrimmage, McDevitt, same formation, slot right, two tight ends left. Now they bring Thad Hoffman in motion to the right. Play action, rolling to his right, McDevitt throws, got it through the defender. Found Thad Hoffman, has the first out, diving inside the 15, down to the 13. Threading the needle is Peter McDevitt, and the Hilltoppers are in the red zone. Dylan Jarkowski tried to jump the route that time and pick that off. Yeah, that was Tegan, uh, that was Tegan, Tegan Fox. Fox tried he, to tried jump to, the route. he tried to jump the route on it, and he just missed. First, a big gain from Marquette. First and 10 from the 13-yard line. McDevitt going back. End Look zone out. fade. Hoffman caught it, but he's out of bounds. Oh. Hoffman did a good job of going up over Ty Davis, the smaller defensive back, but just did not have any room on that sideline to get a foot down. Incomplete pass makes it second and 10. 3.45 to go in the third. Marquette on the move as they are tied at 10 with Franklin in this Division One state championship game. I mean, that was almost a touchdown. I, Hoffman just... He may have gotten that foot down, and I'm not sure if they're going to review it or not. They may review this one. No, it looks like we're going to play on. McDevitt works out of the shotgun. Wow. Takes the snap. Here's the handoff to Votney. Straight up the middle, inside the 10. Body stacking up on top of him. Spun out of there. Reaches for the end zone inside the 5. They're saying he's down at the 1. Oh, what a run by Tommy Novotny. I thought he was stacked up, somehow spun out of the group at the 10. Fought inside oh, the 1. Oh, here they go. Up tempo. There's still a player on the field for Franklin. And now a whistle and... They're stopping the clock on the far side. As that Marquette student section coming alive on uh, the far side. It is loud in here for D, the D1 game. It is raucous. 
Ruckus at Randall. First and goal from the one. McDevitt, two tight ends. Novotny to his left. McDevitt takes handoff. Novotny up the middle. He walks into the end zone for a touchdown. And Marquette back on top. 16-10 with 3.26 to go in the third quarter of the Division I WIAA State Championship game. Marquette going hard behind the, the left side of the line for the Hilltoppers, Jack Hart and Gabe Miller. And Tommy Novotny says, put six on my stats. The Hilltoppers strike in the third quarter. Novotny, 25 carries, 112 yards, and now that touchdown. He's been a workhorse in the backfield tonight. Eric Schmidt's PAT is true, and it's 17 to 10, Marquette. What a drive. 26 to go here in the third quarter. 15 plays, 86 yards, taking five minutes and 14 seconds off the clock. And, and the biggest play was that pass completion, uh, which was really a great play by by Peter McDevitt uh, on the big pass play. He uh, got out of got out of a couple of, it looked like he was going to be tackled in the backfield for a sack. He escapes, moves out of the pocket, throws the ball downfield, big move to the chains, big pass play. Uh, Peter McDevitt just showing out in this championship game. Yeah, Novotny, two catches, 40 yards to go along with his 112 on the ground. Prep Mania brought to you by UW Credit Union for every stage of life. UW Credit Union is here for every you. Proudly serving Wisconsin for over 90 years. Pop in or hop online uwcu.org to join. UW Credit Union is proud to support all of the area's student athletes. Make sure you listen every week. Follow along on ESPN Madison's social media platforms to learn more about our future UW Credit Union student athletes of the week. Gabe, how long was that last drive? How much time? 86 yards. They took five minutes, 14 seconds off as Eric Schmidt boots this one about seven yards deep into the end zone. <laughs> be a touchback and come out to the 20 yard line for the Sabres who went three and out on their first possession here in the third. Yeah, 80 yards of real estate for the Franklin Sabres to navigate due to uh, Eric Schmidt's bionic leg. Um, So now we're seeing here in the third quarter the time of possession for the game. Marquette has 20 minutes and 36 seconds to just under 12 minutes for Franklin. That gap is starting to widen. If you were to dial up a formula for the Hilltoppers to win a gold ball here tonight, they're starting to do it. Empty for Joey Kelly. Takes the snap. Blitz picked up. Fires one over the middle. Completes it to Jacques Brooks at the 25. Suplex. Who is suplexed Belly at the 26, 26 yard line. I believe that's a German suplex by uh, Nate Schramm, the leading tackler for Marquette. He, Gain of six. He suplexed, duplexed, and triplexed him. <laughs> Just grabbed him and. Just, yeah, just kind of lifted with the hips and threw Jacques Brooks over his You popped the hips on the German suplex game. The only thing he didn't do was bridge out. Second down, four yards to go. Slot to the right, single receiver, and human to the left. Pistol formation for Calais. Turns play action. Back to throw. Under pressure. He gets away. Going to tuck it and run. Can he pick up the first down at the 30? He will. And then jump out of bounds at the 31-yard line. A nice escape by Joey Calais to pick up the first down. The first one of the second half for the Sabres with 2.41 to go in the third. Joey Calais had under full blitz swarm look that time. A triumvirate 
of Hilltopper defenders closing in on him. Calais makes a championship play to not only escape the blitz, but to move the chains. 17-10, Marquette leading, but Franklin with the ball. First and 10 from their own 31. Ball on the left, hash mark out of a pistol formation. Terrence Shelton behind Kelly. Jacques Brooks comes in motion. He'll now work slot on the right side. Back to throw, setting up a screen, lobbing it and not getting anywhere as a flag comes flying yeah. in behind the play. This could be pass interference <laughs> it is. It is. as Terrence Shelton was absolutely leveled as he tried to chase down that football. Yeah, the No, defense. but it's actually going to go against what the Sabres. That can't be. It looked like it's going to be a hold against Franklin. So maybe Terrence Shelton tried to go well, low. Because, because you decided to go play action, I think he's fair game to be brought down because he's carrying out the fake. Wow. And it ends up being a holding penalty against the Sabres trying to set up the screen pass. It costs him 10 yards and drives him back to the 21. It'll be first and 20. Wow. Sabre Nation outraged by that penalty. It looked like the defensive oh, they end. Did, they didn't go play action. He was in pass protection. Man, he was just. I think he just tripped. Yeah. Here's the snap. Calais play action. Back to throw. Under pressure once again. Flag comes flying as he rolls out to his yeah, right. They're going to get one Throws here. away, and that is going to be a hold on the left tackle of Franklin. Yeah, as the pressure is starting to become relentless from the Hilltoppers. Three more Hilltopper defenders coming from the backside. Now, Cole Fisher is the one who drew the hold I mean, for Marquette's. Back-to-back holding penalties, and it's going to be first and 30. Keith oh, Clu- no, no, they're going to decline that penalty. They want to take the down, figuring, hey, they've got some explosive players over there. Yeah, it's already second and 20. Second and 20. Let's, let's, let's roll, roll with that. Yeah. And, and Marquette. Coach Keith Klasinski, the head coach of Marquette, is a defensive coach, defensive-minded guy. He's amping up the pressure here with the lead now in the third quarter. Second down and 20 from their own 21-yard line. Slot to the right, wide side of the field. Calais with Shelton behind him in a pistol formation. Shelton just has not gotten going in this ballgame. Steps up, now he's to the left. Play action, back to throw. Pressure on once again. Flips out to Shelton, makes the catch. He's dropped immediately at the 20-yard line. P.J. O'Brien, the defensive back, getting the stop and a loss of one. Back we'll give it no gain to the 21, and it'll be third and 20. P.J. O'Brien, he's a senior, playing his last football game. He he's six foot three, 185. That time it was up to him coming from the middle of the field. Takes a great angle, and the big tackle for loss. Third and 21. Blitzes have been coming all over the place from Marquette. See what they do here as Franklin empties the backfield on third and 20. Taking the snap on a four-man rush. Cali back to throw. Firing over the middle. Jacques Brooks. Leaping catch is not made at the 40-yard line. He had a little bit of space if they connect on that one. But it was just a little too high for Brooks, who heads to his sideline. And having to punt it away will be Franklin with 1.41 to go in the third quarter. And Marquette leading 17-10. to 10. That's the second time tonight that Franklin just missed on that pass that pass to Brooks they like that play they like something they've seen on that crossing route over the middle to Brooks just a little high that time but again the Hilltoppers amping up the pressure on that play Cooper Miller's been good punting it tonight. Also has that 37-yard field goal for the Sabres. Has to punt this one from inside his own 10. 
Low line drive kick going to be returned by Novotny at the 45. Straight across to the midfield at the 45. Now with the Sabres as he's tripped up and brought down at the 41. And a short field to work with for the Hilltoppers the with 90 seconds to go here in the third. This seems like a big possession in this game, Mike, especially for the Sabres defense as they try to keep Marquette within reach. You know, I love the strategy by Keith Klasinski, whose team is making the first return to the state title game in ages. I think you said 2004? 2009. 2009. And, and really, you get the lead, and then you get super aggressive defensively. I love it. McDevitt working out of the gun with Novotny to his left. Four down lineman for the Sabres. Here's the snap. Fake the pitch, keeping it himself. McDevitt off the right side. Breaks the tackle. He's at the 35 and then sandwiched at the 32. <laughs> Falls forward to the 31. They're going to give him the line to gain and 10 yards. First down for Peter McDevitt. Peter McDevitt starting to show why he's such looked upon as such a leader. The senior, he's played a lot of quarterback Working out of the shotgun with Novotny to his left. First and 10 from the 31 of the Sabres. Here's the handoff. Novotny started right, cuts back left at the 25. He stood up, but he gets a nice little push from behind. Fighting for extra yards down near the 21. Another gain of 10 for Marquette. And a fresh set of items for the Hilltoppers with 101 to go in the third. Gabriel Miller snow plowing guys at the second level. Run game's been the difference here in the third quarter. McDevitt out of the gun from the 21-yard line. Takes the snap. Hand off to Votney. Off that right side. Stacked up. Driven down inside the 20. Down near the 17 on a gain of four. And this Franklin Sabre front has to find a way to regroup. Yeah, absolutely. Marquette doing a great job of attacking all areas of the field. All areas of the line. Really balanced attack. Taking the snap, handing off. Here's Novotny across the 15, had his legs undercut from him by Talon Summers as he got down near the 13. Another gain of four yards, and it's going to be third and two for the Hilltoppers. They've got time, but it does not look like they are going to run another play. No rush, no rush for the Hilltoppers. Here in the third quarter, the Hilltoppers lead 17-10 as we head to the final 12 minutes of the high school football season here in Wisconsin. Marquette 17, Franklin 10 in the Division I state championship game through three quarters. You're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin and Wisconsin On Demand. This is the WIAA Division I State Championship game on ESPN Wisconsin and the ESPN app. Prep Media is brought to you by Stoughton Health, providing trusted care close to home. Stoughton Health is proud to support student athletes from around the area and across the state and wish all participants the best in this championship game. From rehab to ortho care, Stoughton Health provides comfort and convenience locally. Visit StoughtonHealth.com to learn more. He's Mike Padola. I'm Gabe Neitzel. 12 minutes remain in the Division I state championship game. Marquette facing a third and two from inside the 20 of Franklin. And Marquette leads 17-10. A big couple of plays here for this Franklin defense as they try to get the stop. High drama to begin the fourth quarter. Tommy Novotny up to 130 yards on 28 carries on the ground. He's to the right of Peter McDevitt on this third and two play. Here's the snap, handoff, Novotny up the middle, has the first down inside the 10, spilled out at about the eight yard line. 
as he gained five on third down, first and goal, Hilltoppers. And when they get that first down, they go up tempo. Two tight ends, well, two wide receivers. To the left side. McDevitt working out of the shotgun. Novotny to his left. Takes the snap. Handoff. off. Novotny bounces outside left. Made one man miss. Oh, he did not make that one man miss. Just getting enough was Tegan Fox tripping up Tommy Novotny as he stumbled forward down at the seven. Tommy Second scores goal. against 95% of high school teams that don't have Tegan Fox at linebacker. McDevitt out of that gun. Once again, Novotny to his left. Second and goal from the seven. Takes the snap. Here's the handoff to Votney. Gets inside the tent. Sandwich and stuffed at the two. Gain of five, and it's third and goal. Man, what is this doing, though, Gabe? It's eating clock. The Hilltoppers are hungry, and they're eating clock and chewing up yards. McDevitt. With Novotny to his left, third and goal from the two. Takes the snap, handoff to Votny up the middle. Made one man miss, dives to the end zone. Touchdown, Hilltoppers. From two yards out, Franklin got the penetration in the backfield. Novotny made a miss. And now Marquette on top by two scores, 23-10 with 10.54 to go in the ballgame. Touchdown, Tommy. How are you going to do him like that? The jump cut using his hips. And Tommy says, put six more on my stats. Tegan Knox got him the first time, could not wrap him up and drop him that time. What a jump cut by Tommy Novotny. McDevitt will hold for the extra points. PAT by Eric Schmidt is good. And it's a 14-point lead for the Hilltoppers. 10.54 to go in the ballgame. Franklin needs to respond offensively coming up next. You're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation on ESPN Wisconsin and Wisconsin On Demand. This is the WIAA Division I State Championship game on ESPN Wisconsin and the ESPN app. Brett Mania is brought to you by Canopy Wealth Management. Canopy serves as a partner, advocate, and steward to help you achieve your financial goals with confidence. They believe that values matter and strengthen the community. And as they serve a partner, advocate, and steward for you and your family, along with your financial planning journey. When you work with Canopy, care, competence, and clarity isn't a tagline. It's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. 24-10, Marquette now leads early fourth quarter against Franklin, this Division I state championship game. I'm Gabe Neitzel, along with Mike Padol, and the Hilltoppers have found something with Tommy Novotny in this running game. They keep feeding Tommy over and over again, and he's, as the offensive line of the Hilltoppers, attacking the vaunted front of the Franklin Sabres and having success, chewing clock, getting that, that time of possession is now almost seven, a full seven minutes, half a quarter where the Hilltoppers have possessed the ball. And, and right now the Marquette sideline is unglued. The fans are nuts. The coaching staff whipping the fans into a frenzy. And uh, Coach Keith lucinski has got the eye of the tiger right now. Trying to become the first Marquette coach since Dick Basham in 2009 to win a state championship. It would be the second WIAA state championship for the Hilltoppers, although plenty of WISA state titles before they merged in 1999. Keith Klistinski is a very nice man, and, and he just looks so intense right now. I wouldn't go near him if he owed me a dollar. 
Brooks along with Beglinger back to receive the kick. High end-over-end kick, and it's going to end up in the end zone about two yards deep for a touchback. Ball comes out to the 24, the Sabres, who had a little bit of something going on their previous drive, Mike, but had back-to-back holding penalties that blew it up. Now, if you're Lewis Brown, Lewis Brown, you know, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Hall of Famer, he's seen it all. He's... Do not panic. You're down two full scores, two touchdowns. Plenty of time left. Only Plenty. six seconds gone here in the fourth. Uh, yeah, 11 minutes to go. Or one, uh, one minute, six seconds, I should 11 say. minutes to go. You got three timeouts. Just execute your offense and start playing Franklin football. Joey Calais, the junior, working out of the shotgun with Terrence Shelton to his right. First and ten. All sorts of linemen up as a play action. He flips it into the right flat, completes the pass to his tight end, Wade Meisner. Meisner gets across the 25, up the right sideline, down at about the 27. Good, solid gain of seven on first down for the Franklin Sabres. A great play call to call. Marquette was bringing the heat that last possession, so a good way to back that off a little bit. Little little out passes to the perimeter, back that defense up a little bit. Hilltoppers were kind of showing pressure on that first play, now more of a traditional setup on second and three. Here's the handoff, Terrence Shelton, trying to find his way, just jump cut after jump cut, gets across the 30 for the first down up near the 32-yard line. Terrence Shelton has had a tough go of it today that it's just his ninth carry, and he just goes over 20 yards with that rush, but a fresh set of downs and, for the Franklin And Sabres. that's something Franklin's going to need to remedy in this fourth quarter if they want to win this football game. Uh, Terrence Shelton's a beast. He's going to Buffalo as a running back. He's a good pass receiver. And they fake the give to him. Back to throw. Calais steps up in the pocket. Now scrambling. Rolling out to his left. Now he's going to tuck it. Try to turn the corner and run as he gets across the 35. They'll mark him out at the 36. Gain of about four on the play. Nothing there. But Calais able to get something out of nothing to bring up second and six after the gain of four. Marquette staying aggressive. Not going back into prevent or anything like that. They're staying aggressive in the box and up front yet they're staying disciplined. Second and six from their own 36-yard line. Slot to the right, wide side of the field. Single receiver to the left. Terrence Shelton to the right now of Joey Calais. Takes the snap, fakes the give. Back to throw, four-man rush. Under pressure, steps up to avoid it. Now on loads one. Down the middle of the field, and Murphy Monreal breaks up the pass. Going over the top of the shoulder of Jacques Brooks to knock it away at the 40-yard line of the Hilltoppers. Third down for the Sabres, 9.43 to go in the ballgame. Marquette leading 24-10. What was that, Gabe? Another crossing pattern to, to Brooks that came up empty. Uh, Franklin thinks they can take advantage of that play, but Murphy Monreal wasn't having it on that play. Huge third down right here. In the Greater Metro Conference, Murphy Monreal trips to the right. Single receiver left, Calais. Quick throw, completes it to Jacques Brooks. Gets around one defender. Now I think he's got the first down as he dives forward up to the 44. Certainly has it after the second effort. Good catch and run by Jacques Brooks on third and seven, and he gains nine yards. That's a great you know, game-saving play right there on third and six. Franklin could not punt there. Brooks now with seven catches for 82 yards. They send trips to the right of the formation. Single tight end, left side, and Wade Meisner. Cali takes the snap, back to throw. Pressure, and his head goes down. Back at the 37-yard line. Once again, it's Mitchell Nigro. Mitchell Nigro on his third 
weak side blitz of the night. Young man playing like a beast. And he gets to the quarterback again. His sixth tackle of the night, first sack. Loss on the play is going to make it second and 16. My goodness. Came on the quarterback's Keith blind Kosinski side. just dialing it up, dialing up the pressure, saying, I know how dangerous Franklin is. I don't want him to get a chance to start to breathe once they come up for air. Empty gun for Kelly. Takes the snap, back to throw. Fires one over the middle, and it's broken up once again. Murphy Monreal got the left hand in there before that pass made it to Wade Meisner. Third and long upcoming for the Sabres with 8.33 to go in the fourth. Murphy Von Real says, you see these two sets of hash marks? I own all this territory in between them. No passes allowed. Franklin has run 42 plays in the ball game for 209 yards. They need a big one here on third and 16. Eight and a half left in the ball game. Ooh. They trail by 14. Trips to the left, single receiver right. Calais been under constant pressure here in the second half. Takes the snap back to throw. Has some time as the flag comes flying in, likely for a hold. Rolling out to his left is Calais, trying to find some time. Just flips it, completes the pass on a little shovel pass to Jacques, uh, Jacques Brooks, who fights his way out to the midfield marker before being shoved out of bounds. And what, what do you if do that was Kostinsky here? If that was, I think you got to accept the penalty. Yeah, because, back them up. Yeah, because otherwise it's fourth and four. If that just ends up being a throwaway. Oh, did they that many yards on that? Or if, if Calais, yeah, if Calais just throws it away that or runs out of bounds. He just flipped it, a little underhand toss back to Jacques Brooks, who ended up picking up 12 yards. Yeah, and, third and 16. Yeah, instead of. Back them up. Exactly. I think you have to do that because you don't want to give them a fourth and four and give them hope. you got to make them get another big play. In order to make that a really fourth down more Franklin manageable. behind the eight ball now. So the hold brings them then, back inside the 30 to their own 26, making it third and 36. Gabe, there's only eight minutes and 20 seconds left in this game. Even if you get them, you, you stop them here or make it long, uh, you know, you can't go for it on fourth down. That would be almost, if you don't get it, losing this game. Trips to the right. Third and 36. Calais out of the gun. Shelton to his left, takes the snap, four-man rush, back to throw, steps up in the pocket, under pressure, trying to escape it. He is going to be hit and dropped at the 21-yard line. What a move on the line of scrimmage. Tate Kowalik ends up getting the sack. Tate Kowalik did just a filthy move at the line of scrimmage, eluded his defender, got inside the guard, or inside the left tackle, and just crushed Calais take Kowalik. Big play. Fourth and 32 right now, and the Sabres oh, punt. Loss of six, it's fourth and 42. It's a long way to go, and they have to punt it away. Cooper Miller on to punt it. Back inside his own 10 once again, takes it, steps into it. Boots a nice line drive kick. Monreal has to backtrack, makes the catch, stops at his own 30. Gets a nice block, turns up field of 35, angling toward the right sideline at the 40. Now he's, oh, he's I thought he, for a second he stayed in bounds at the 43, but instead his right foot just touched the chalk line. Good return of 13 yards by Murphy Monreal. And with 7.22 to go in the fourth quarter, Marquette takes over up 14 in the Division I state championship game over Franklin. You're listening to Zimbrick on this presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin and Wisconsin On Demand. 
This is the WIAA Division I State Championship Game on ESPN Wisconsin and the ESPN app. Along with Mike Padola, I'm Gabe Nigel. Division I State Championship Game high above Barry Alvarez Field in Camp Randall Stadium. Marquette and Franklin, the Sabres, Mike, kicked a field goal, had a good drive at the end of the first half to kick a field goal to tie things at 10. But Marquette has outscored them 14-0 here in the second half because they've been able to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. Yeah, so much for that vaunted third-quarter dominance that Franklin's had. Marquette isn't having it. They're playing really good football. They're dictating the pace and tempo and flow of this game. Right now, with the Hilltoppers' offense coming out of the field, the Franklin Sabres, who have six first-team all-conference players, someone needs to make a play for Franklin. 7.22 to go in the ballgame. 24-10 is the lead for Marquette. McDevitt working out of the shotgun with Tommy Novotny to his right. Two tight ends in as McDevitt. Calls for the ball, takes the snap, keeps it himself. Up the middle, trying to fight his way across the 45 as he's eventually spun down at the 46. And a gain of three yards by Peter McDevitt on first down. Brings up second and seven for the Hilltoppers. I mean, down two touchdowns, Gabe. Franklin's margin for error is really shrinking. They cannot go down a third score. Thad Hoffman wide to the right. Cam Russell outside the numbers on the left, and that's the wide side of the field. McDevitt waiting, calls for the snap, takes it. Here's the handoff. Novotny off that left side. Jump between two defenders, fights for extra yardage, but he only got back to the original line of scrimmage and the 46. Third and seven upcoming. Chase Miller, a nice tackle there that one of the captains. Haven't seen much passing here on the second half. May have to see one here from Marquette. Peter McDevitt, 11 of 18, 155 yards, and a touchdown. Had that big 44-yard strike yeah, in the offensively, first half to Cam Russell. Defensively, they've been so aggressive, Marquette has. But offensively, if you turtle up here and you don't stay aggressive, you don't want to give the Franklin Sabres Slot a Slot left, chance. and that's the short side of the field, and Keith Klesteski wants to yeah. talk things over. He's with thinking that same thing. 6-10 left here in the ballgame. Marquette leading 24-10. If you're the Sabres, you get the stop here. You have life. You give up the first down, and that clock is really going to be working against you. So how many teams in situations do you see that have a lead and they kind of, for lack of a better term, turtle up and try to kill clock, try to get the opponent to burn their timeouts and all that stuff, and they're not, they take their eye off the prize, the prize being keeping the chains moving and, and uh, really trying to fo- finish this off. Marquette's... Uh, time of possession advantage is only getting wider in this game there's six minutes and 10 seconds to go if they convert here that's almost disaster for franklin cam russell has a preferred walk-on offer to play right here at camp randall stadium for the badgers big first half too for the man three catches 64 yards and a touchdown on the year heading into this game 49 for 683. He works by himself to the left. Slot to the right. Formation as McDevitt works on third and seven. Takes the snap back to throw. Under some pressure. Steps up. Hit as he throws and the ball is low trying to get it to Peyton Roby Brown on a drag route at the midfield marker. Incomplete pass and the Hilltoppers go three and out. Clock stops with 6.05 to go and the Sabres still have life. Down 14 but they're getting the ball back. Yeah I think that was Jace on that quarterback hit too which threw the playoff. That was That play was open. And uh, the hit on the quarterback derailed that throw. Maybe a saving def- 
uh, title-saving defensive stand for the Sabres as uh, Eric Schmidt comes to punt. Ty Davis hasn't had much of an opportunity to return punts. Schmidt's been pretty good here tonight. Hang time. As Davis stands back at his own 11-yard line on his right hash mark. Snap is good to Schmidt. Here comes some pressure. They can't get there. Line drive kick toward the sideline. Schmidt comes up, grabs it on the run. Didn't call for a fair catch. Grabbed it at the 25 and then gets across to about the 27. Takes a smack. I mean, that was an aggressive play by Ty Davis, but a smart one. If you could catch that on the fly, you get a little bit of space, even if it's just a fair catch. You don't want to have that ball roll past you inside the 20, so you can get it up now here. The 28-yard line with 5.55 to go in the ballgame. So Franklin gets the stop on defense, Mike. Now they need someone to step up and make a play offensively. And they need to protect Joey Calais as Calais has been under constant duress here in the second half. Yeah, now with 5.55 to go, Franklin needs to be a little more explosive. Kind of taking Shelton out of the out of the equation a little bit. Bunch trips to the left. That's the wide side of the field. Calais moves the pocket, rolling out to his left. Fires one to the sideline. Human makes the catch. Dances out of bounds across the 35, up near the 38-yard line. Going to be very close to what he needed for a first down and a gain of 10. Are I, they going to would... give it to him? I think they are. The chains are already moving on the far side, and the official is not giving any sort of Nope, no, they are finally going to say first down. They're going to move the change. Gain of 10. I like that play call by Franklin. Quick hitters to the perimeter and get out of bounds. And move the pocket. So Calais not just standing there waiting for the pressure. Takes the snap. They roll him out to the right this time. Stops, put his foot in the ground. Fires one to Jacques Brooks. Broken up by Murphy Monreal. His third pass breakup of the second half. Right at the midfield marker. Incomplete pass. Brings up second and 10. Murphy Monreal have a game in the center of the field. Just... Shutting down any chance of of balls being caught in his area in the middle of the field. I don't know if that was an adjustment after they missed high to Jacques Brooks earlier in the half. Now it just seems like Murphy Monreal has been been patrolling patrolling center field. Brooks is going to have nightmares about Murphy Monreal. Second and 10 from their own 38-yard line. Kelly takes the snap. Has a clean pocket, now tucks it, has some space to his left. Good He's going to run across the 40, 45, near the midfield marker, runs out of bounds at the 49, just shy of that midfield marker, but he gains 11 yards and gets another first down. And importantly, for Franklin, stops the clock. 5.36 to go, important when you're down two scores. Kelly has shown good movement with his feet tonight, eluding defenders and getting downfield. That time, the coverage by Marquette was just spot on downfield. He didn't force a throw. He just moved the chains. Slot to the right, single receiver left. Calais rolling out to his right on first and 10. Fires one to the sideline, tipped up. Brooks ended up catching it, but he was out of bounds. It was undercut. Almost picked off as that ball was tapped straight up in the air by P.J. O'Brien. Incomplete pass, and it's second and 10. P.J. O'Brien read that play, jumped the route, and just missed which w- what would have been a pick six. Yeah, there was nobody in front of him if he could have gotten that one as Calais really tried to fit it in and a tight window on that far sideline. Long throw, but Calais showing off that arm strength. Trips to the right, that's the wide side of the field. The tight end, Wayne Meisner, he is on the line on the left side. Sent a man in motion out to the right. Back to throw, Calais wants to set up the screen. Tried to get it to Brooks, timing disrupted and the pass is incomplete. First time we've seen the defensive lineman of the year of the Greater Metro Conference, Pelle Orubani, 
Arubani just able to disrupt the timing of that play as Calais had to throw around him, and it's now third and ten. Arubani, silent G, making an impact on that play. They call him silent G because there's a G in his name. Third and ten. Ball on the left, hash mark from their own 49. Calais takes, rolls to his right, stops, fires, tries to get into a window, picked off! Intercepted by Murphy Monreal across the 50. He's at the 45, 40, thrown down out of bounds at the 38. He had three pass breakups and now has the interception. And we are just five minutes and 13 seconds away from Marquette grabbing that first state championship since 2009. Have a game, Murphy Monreal. The flag comes out late after the play. It'll be some extracurriculars. So it's after the play. A late hit against Franklin. Oh, my. So some frustration coming out after the interception. Monreal's been everywhere. Murphy he thought Monreal. he had the kickoff return for a touchdown to start the half. He's had a bunch of pass breakups. Now he intercepts that one near the 32 and was able to get it across into uh, Franklin territory. And after the penalty... Marquette can really try to put this one away as the ball is at the 22 with 5.13 to go. I mean, Gabe, it's been a long time since I've seen a defensive back dominate a football game in a high school state championship. Uh, You know, I mean, Murphy Monreal is just owned the center of the field, and that time he read the quarterback a poor throw by Calais, one of the few poor throws he's had, he jumped her out, picked the ball. Four pass breakups and the interception. McDevitt out of the gun on first and ten. Hands to Novotny up the middle, gets across the 20, stacked up at the 18, going to be driven back on a gain of four. And Marquette just wants to use as much time as they can as we are under five minutes to go in this Division I state championship game. Franklin, still three timeouts in their hip pocket. Uh, Lewis Brown has not used one as of yet. McDevitt, two tight ends. This was a change they made in that second quarter. More on that in a moment. Second and six, give Novotny up the middle once again. Grabbed at the 15, trying to wrestle with him is going to be that outside linebacker in Emmanuel Joseph. Eventually gets him down right at that 15-yard line. Third and three upcoming for Marquette. They traditionally go three wide receivers, one tight end. In that second quarter, they went to two tight ends, and that's really opened up the running game and some lanes for Tommy Novotny getting closer to 150 yards. And Keith Kosinski saying, we'll keep running the rock. That's okay. You're not burning your timeouts. This clock's going down. We've got a great field goal kicker. We'll try to go up three scores. 35 carries, 150 yards, two touchdowns for Tommy Novotny. Marquette waiting to get down on the line. Five seconds left in the play clock. McDevitt calls. Oh, it got past him. McDevitt has to pick it up. Now he's going to tuck it, try to run around the right side. He's tripped up back at the 22-yard line. Nice play there by Christian Berg, the defensive back. And I think a timeout's going to be taken by Franklin. Or why are they stopping the clock? Oh, Marquette's going to take a timeout to discuss some things after that loss of six yards back to the 21. 
a kick from here. No, excuse me. The uh, official just corrected himself. So this makes more sense. Okay, that yeah, that Franklin didn't make was, any sense yeah, at all. Yeah, Franklin would take this time out with 3.37 to go in the ball game. I'm assuming Eric Schmidt's going to yeah, go Yeah, you've got Eric Schmidt. The decision's easy. Yeah, just kick the uh, the 39-yard field. And try to go up by a third score and, you know, life is essentially tough. This away, essentially put this ball game away. I mean, Lewis, Lewis Brown, who's seen it all in his time as coach, just hasn't had it. His team hasn't had a chance to come to get into rhythm at all. Marquette doing a masterful job on both offense and defense of keeping the Sabres on their heels and not knowing what to expect where on defense where the blitz is coming from what coverages they're using on offense where it's going to go run or pass you know really just a great job of coaching by the whole hilltopper staff 38 yard field goal attempt here by eric schmidt he was good from 39 earlier in the game in the north end zone. This one to the south end zone from the right hash mark. McDevitt is the holder high snap, but he gets it down on the tee. Kick is up. Kick has plenty of distance, and it is good. What a weapon. Eric Schmidt says, put three on my stats from deep. 27-10. Marquette leads Franklin. 3-32 to go in the ball game, and that makes it a three-score game for Marquette. I mean... This has been such an impressive performance from the Hilltoppers. Just a clampdown on offense, defense, and special teams. You know, their special teams coverage has been impeccable. The punting game's been strong with Eric Schmidt. The field goals, two for two. Kickoffs going into the end zone seven yards deep. Back in week six, Marquette lost against Hamilton. 50 to 21. Since that moment, this defense has really come alive. They've rattled off seven in a row. And they've only given up in those now eight games, including today, 39 points. That's insane. 39 points since that game. Since giving up a 50 burger. Brooks from the five, in between the hash marks, angling to the 20. Tried to get through the grasp of the defender, but won't be able to get there as he's tripped up at the 24. To a Sussex-Hamilton team that this Franklin Sabres team just hammered. So, you know, there goes the common opponent theory out the window, right? Because Sussex-Hamilton yeah. beats Marquette, puts a 50-burger on them, and Franklin, who's we've seen, we're seeing some fans leave now on the Franklin side, you know, just getting handled by Marquette. Do or die time for Franklin. Down 17 with 3.26 to go. Working out of the shotgun. Joey Calais emptied the gun. Three receivers to his left. Takes the snap. Quick throw. Tipped up and almost intercepted again. Monreal. Excuse me. That was not Monreal. That would have been P.J. O'Brien who could have had that interception. Who's also had a good game tonight. P.J. O'Brien. You know, just again, I go back to the scheme. You know, sometimes Marquette's using three uh, linemen. Sometimes they're shifting to a four-man front with a blitzing linebacker. But no matter what front they're using, they're wetting it with excellent coverage on the backside. 
Second down, 10 yards to go. Calais takes the snap, blitzes on, under pressure, gets it out to Shelton left flat, turns up the corner at the 30, and he runs out of bounds near the 32. Gain of eight yards, brings up third and two for Franklin, but the clock does stop as he got out of bounds. Franklin being behind in this game, you know, by two, since it was two scores in this fourth quarter, it's basically taken Terrence Shelton out of the equation for Franklin, which was a which was the major part of their offense. And nine carries, 24 yards. That's it for Shelton. They have bottled him up. Calais on the gun. Only nine carries. On third and two. Three receivers to the right. That's the wide side of the field. Back to throw. Quick throw. Completes it. Jacques Brooks on that right side. Gets across the 40 up to the 42. Good enough for a first down on a gain of 10. You know, it's funny because football games unveil the way they unveil. They unravel through through progression of plays. But if Lewis Brown were to get a mulligan to do this game over again, you'd want to see Terrence Shelton get the rock 25 times. First down, 10 yards to go. Three minutes left in the ball game. Sabres trailing by 17. Calais back to throw. Steps up in the pocket. Under duress, he goes down at the 36. Oh, they're smelling it now, Hilltopper Nation. Once again, it's going to be Tate Kowalik on the sack. Tate Kowalik's eating here in this fourth quarter. Reckless abandon bringing the fury to the quarterback. Different players have been stepping up defensively here in the second half as Calais goes to work out of the gun. They're going to split the sack between Kowalik Calais back to throw, second and 16, all sorts of time. Fires one behind Terrence Shelton, who is on the left hash mark near the 43. Incomplete pass, and it's now third and 16. You know, and, and Calais, not to say he's only a junior, but he's really been battered tonight. A lot of pressure in the second half. And, and so his throws are kind of showing that. He's thrown a little high, a little wide, a little rushed. You know, you'd do that, too, it, you know, with the impeccable defense that the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers have played tonight. Third and 16 for the Sabres of Franklin. Bruce is going to work wide on the right side. Slot to the right side as well. Single receiver left. Taking the snap play action. Back to throw. Under pressure, having to step up. Now escaping out to his left. And still Just alive. Running for his Roller life. tries to... Bring him down. Somehow Shelton, excuse me, Calais got it away. I don't know if he ever got out of the pocket, but Brooks was in the area. They say he got it away to avoid the sack of Roeder, who just instinctively started running after Calais. Fourth and 16. The third heavy pressure he evaded on that, and the third guy got him. Calais just running for his life back there. Fourth and 16. For the Franklin Sabres. Hilltoppers snorting smoke right now. Chips to the left. Two receivers to the right. They empty the gun as Calais tries to keep the dream alive. Back to throw. Has to be flushed out of the pocket and he goes down. At the 20-yard line, it's Nigro. He's got two and a half sacks in this Division I state championship game. And they can start to celebrate on the Marquette sideline. 2-0-2 to go. Marquette takes over on downs, up by 17. Nigro blocked on that one, just bull rushed his blocker, and it, it sacked the quarterback. Mitchell, oh, my. Mitchell Nigro came into today's ball game, five sacks on the season, two and a half in tonight's game. 
the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers. You did not see this coming? <laughs> Certainly did not. And by the way, that is now the record for most sacks at the Division I level, breaking the record of two, Nigro with two and a half. Are you kidding me? I mean, Marquette's just played a heck of a game. Hand off, Novotny up the middle, across the 15, stacked up, finally falls forward down near the 13. The question is, are the Sabres going to use their timeouts? If they don't, Marquette can just run this clock out. Marquette, noticeably more physical than the Franklin Sabres tonight. And I think that that was possible, that another, that another high school football team could push Franklin around. McDevitt going to try to run as much time as he can off this clock. He is staring at the back judge, waiting for him to put up his hand to signify 10 seconds left on the play clock. 10 seconds left, so he calls for the ball. Hand off Novotny. Cuts outside left. Gets Look a block. Out. Turns the corner at the 10. He has got past the defender at the 5 and then is shoved out of bounds at the 3. It'll stop the clock with 108 to go. Touchdown Tommy wanted that one, Gabe Neitzel. He was looking for his third touchdown of the ball game. But he was denied. See what Marquette does here. And Franklin... Still two timeouts left. Doesn't appear that Lewis Brown going to use him, though. The Marquette lined up in an offensive formation as McDevitt calls for the snap. Takes, hands off, Novotny off the left side, stacked up at the line of scrimmage and driven back. Eventually, he was brought down near the 10. Marquette Clock crowd running. didn't like it. 55 seconds to go. The Marquette University High School Hilltoppers going to win a gold ball, Gabe Neitzel. And now they will go to that victory formation. They just have to snap it once with under 40 seconds left as the Sabres aren't going to take any more timeouts. Unbelievable. The crowd on the Hilltopper Nation, go it's bedlam. McDevitt under center takes the snap, takes a knee, and for the first time since 2009, the Marquette University High School Hilltoppers are state champions in Division I. They defeat Franklin 27-10. In 2023. Unbelievable. The state champion, Marquette University High School Hilltoppers. And what a game by Coach Keith Klistinski, the head football coach of the Hilltoppers. It was a picture-perfect, picture-perfect game plan put up by Marquette. Oh, my, just bedlam. It is the 10th state championship for Marquette. Eight WISA titles and their second in the WIAA. They won one, as we mentioned, back in 2000, and now they return to the top of the mountain. Thinking of how far they came since losing 50-21 to in Week 6, they then run off their last eight games, defeating Franklin here tonight by the final of 27-10. to Mike and I will share our post-game thoughts. Coming up next, you're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin. And this is the WIAA Division I State Championship game on ESPN Wisconsin and the ESPN app.
The high school football season is over. Marquette defeats Franklin in the Division I WIAA State Championship game, 27-10, ending the dreams of a perfect season for the Sabres. Marquette, again, they lost 50-21 in Week 6 to Hamilton. They win their final eight games in a row to claim their first gold ball since 2000. And nine. Let's check in on the final haul for today's game. It's brought to you by Stoughton Trailers. Since 1962, Stoughton Trailers has been a family-owned and operated business with competitive wages and excellent benefits, plus growth and advancement opportunities. Stoughton Trailers is an exciting place to grow your career. Join the collaboration, innovation, and dynamic team atmosphere at Stoughton Trailers with positions now open in production, finance, sales, operations, engineering, supply chain, and more. Go to stojobs.com to apply today. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big community. Mike, uh, we take a look at some of these final stats. Marquette ends up dominating that second half, and, and the biggest haul to me was Tommy Novotny. 38 carries, 167 yards, and two touchdowns for the Marquette running back. Uh, I often say that football is a, is a cumulative thing, that play calling is cumulative. And, and what Marquette did in the first half kind of set things up, and once the Hilltoppers got up two scores, that was all she wrote. They just started riding the, the uh, Tommy Novotny train all the way to a gold ball. And, and I got to say, almost the perfect game plan by Coach Keith Klistinski, the head football coach at Marquette, who's now a state champion. But the way that he schemed for Franklin and the offensive approach and the in-game adjustments he made was something else. I mean, they limited uh, touches. Franklin could never get on track. They, they couldn't get uh, Shelton the ball. You know, he became a non-factor in this. What do you have? Nine carries on the night. Uh, nine carries for nine carries. Yards. Not you know, and it, it's just that's antithesis to everything Franklin has done. I will say this: Franklin, basically since September eighth, Franklin has been in games that were all running clock situations. So it's been a long time since they got punched in the nose in a football game with live bullets. That being, you always wonder how is the team going to respond to that kind of adversity when suddenly you're facing the bully instead of bullying people around? I will say this. I didn't think it was possible for another high school team in this state to push Franklin around. And the Marquette Hilltoppers did that. I mean, this is a Franklin Sabre team that just clocked Muskego 35-7 to and beat Sussex-Hamilton 35 to nothing and beat their rivals Oak Creek 45-7. to They came in here playing at a really high level, and Marquette just shut them down, Dis systematically dismantled their approach to this game. Worth mentioning as well, Mitchell Nigro for Marquette, his two-and-a-half sacks. That is a Division One state championship game record, so he will have his name in those books going forward. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania and the WIAA State Football Championships. For nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. And the trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a new or used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda just off the Beltline in Madison or online at Zimbrick Honda. 
Mike.com. Final thoughts, Mike? You know, there were a lot of heroes in tonight's game. Obviously, the statistical kudos that go out to uh, Tommy Novotny, touchdown Tommy, just with all those carries, all those yards, and those scores that were big. But you look at Eric Schmidt, the kicker, his impact in this game as both a kicker, place kicker, and a punter. Um, You look at Murphy Monreal, who there was a point in that fourth quarter where Murphy Monreal absolutely owned the the, the center of the field from the defensive back position. I had said at the time that I, I haven't seen a defensive back in high school football, it took over a football game. Murphy Monreal did that yeah. tonight, and, and and you you mentioned uh, the sack record being set tonight. Um, it, it, there's just a lot of heroes, a lot of gold balls to go around. Peter McDevitt making plays when he had to at the quarterback position, as they say in Milwaukee at the universe at Marquette University High School, on top hilltop, and now they've got a gold ball at the top of the mountain. Special thanks to everybody who was able to put on these games over the last couple of days for ESPN Wisconsin, including our presenting sponsor in Zimbrick Honda. But also special thanks to everybody who helped everything uh, kind of go well here at Camp Randall Stadium, including Madison Hayes and back at the studio, Ryan Wollersheim, Hunter Vaughn, Colin Russo, Riley Jouch, all a part of that team back at the studio, along with People who uh, were on the call over the last two days, and Alex Strofe, Chris Orr, Wade Bates, Mike Tronson, Dennis Semrau, and for Mike Padol, I'm Gabe Neitzel. Once again, your final score from Camp Randall Stadium and the Division I state championship game. It was Marquette 27, Franklin 10. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Wisconsin.